Well then, no. So look it's, who's okay. right. Morning. Possible. Well, that's why no one's gonna see. I'm gonna. You let me do it. No, I'm just setting it up. Oh, are you two okay? We've been spending too much time together. No, everything's everything's fine. We're is good. this the the pre like three way theater? Yeah, we already watched the I movie mean, together. Yeah, so we're yeah. We watched the Naked Man. We mm-hmm. watched. I'll wait to ask questions until I hear the podcast. <clears throat> okay. I mean, if you want to borrow the VHS copy, you can. I don't think I have the VHS player. That's I know you gave me your old VHS player. It's a VCR. <laughs> well, no, because yeah. I have my VHS player and I have my Betamax. Well, VHS, no. VHS and Betamax. No, yes, but I mean, VHS, yes, you're right. Yes, no, no, VCR is right. He is right. VCR player would be redundant. No, it would be like a non like Betamax. But VHS was a brand. Yes. Right. No. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, VHS, no. VHS no. was not a brand. It was a format. VHS was the cassette. Yeah, there was VHS and beta. Those were the the, two. Right. Like, that's why I said coming soon to video cassette, not coming soon to VHS. Right. Yeah. And a VCR is a video cassette recorder. Right. Right. Maybe he's right then. Maybe video cassette is a brand. No, I think a video cassette would be the actual what the video, it is. The video cassette is like the pro the name of the product. It's called a Kleenex. But it's really a tissue. And everybody yeah, yeah. calls it a clean. A band-aid isn't a right. piece of yeah. strip. Right. That's that's a, is a Xerox. Exactly. Xerox. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's so what I was going for. What are we for. agreeing on though? We're all in agreement apparently. Yeah. Or so disagreement. What are we or disagreement. Yeah. So are we agreeing that VHS is a brand or are we saying that VHS is a state of mind? Yes. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the like the tape itself was the video cassette you know so we know what vcr stands for but what does vhs stand for if only there was a way we could find that out no i prefer that we just talk about it for three hours yeah rather than use a phone i've listened to three by the way by the way you need to turn your phone on to airplane mode please turn your phone to airplane mode um also on silent or vibrate yeah, well, three, you've never listened to the director's cut version of Three Way Theater. Oh, it's a four-hour cut of us just <laughs> yeah. going back. I and figured forth. it's the first episode, just yes. longer. Yes. Yeah. Like, we've been recording for ten minutes now, and like that's just all unedited raw yeah, footage. That's going, that's going to be cut. Like Mike Pake was talking about people's tits yeah. on the air. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, who's tits right. talking about? Okay, let's uh, <clears throat> real quick check. Real quick check check. Hey hey. 
Hey, lumberjack. In hey, the, in one, two, three, pick up sticks. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you can't recreate magic. Yeah. Oh. Right. Do you believe in magic? Magic. In a young girl's heart. The music is playing. How dare you know the Do rest you of believe in magic? <laughs> <laughs> Do you believe in don't. <laughs> you, you broke up. Damn it. <laughs> testing one, two, three. Testing uh, one, two, yeah. three. WNBC. WNBC. How does it sound? Testing one, two. Test one, two. Okay. Um, there's only one real wet. <laughs> oh, that's very good, pig vomit. <laughs> oh, no, I swallowed. Uh, oh, get, get swallowed. Can we, uh, can we make sure we give Rui a proper introduction this Let's time? Let's actually try to do an introduction All right. this time. Let me handle it. I'm oh, the pro. All right, big shot AM radio. Um, there's stop, only one way stop. to really... peeking. He's peeking oh, at no, the I answers. Lumber's Jake. He's peeking at the this answers. Lumber Jake. I feel like I have too many. I feel like five. Why do we have five? Why do we have five? There's only one way to really somebody... test the microphones. Yeah. <coughs> no. No. <coughs> no. <coughs> no. <coughs> no. 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 All right, we sound, we sound good. All right, great. Four-way theater. <laughs> what did Anthony call the four-way version? He said it was, it was a good name last time. It was like the four, triple, four-way. Fuck. Let's just, let's just forget about it. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's go back and listen to the last episode. Okay, let's listen. Oh, oh, that's what he said. Welcome to Three-Way Theater, folks. My name is Mike Pava, oh, alongside... Three-Way Theater. <laughs> Why did oh. you? Why did oh. you? Oh, wait! It's still a part of yeah. three-way theater. But yeah. not, Every not, single time we do a different type of episode, you start fighting it, and you're like, "No, no, no! This isn't three-way theater." It's not under the three-way theater. It's three-way. Yes, it is. Is it on 3waytheater.com? Yes, it is. Is it? Is it on three-way theater Podbean? Yes, it is. Is it on three-way theater? Yes, it is. So it's three-way theater. Is it on our Instagram? It sure is. It's also on our Tumblr. Oh, oh, we have a Tumblr? We sure do. We're now on Tumblr. That's guys. right, yeah, baby. Yeah. Welcome to 2002. Woo! So, uh, go back. I'm be, sorry to interrupt your introduction. Go All ahead. All right. Welcome to Three Way Theater. I'm Mike Pava. I'm Lumberjig. And I'm JC. And uh, together, we compromise Three Way Theater. <laughs> we, 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 we compromise? We, we, what are we, you doing? Why are we compromising? We, excuse me. I meant to say. We comprise. There you go. <laughs> we comprise. This guy's the professional. Let me handle this. this. I'm Mike Pava. I'm going to do this bigly. You're going to love it. You're fired. Just do this. You're getting political. How dare you compare me to Donald Trump? I, I didn't. You certainly just no, literally. I was doing a Mike Pava impression. <laughs> and if you think Spot that on. my Mike Pava sounds like Donald Trump. That sounds Trump, like your problem. Yeah, you're the problem oh, here. You're just going to get up and walk out? <laughs> Someone asks you so, a tough question? Yeah. So three-way theater has a very special side project that we've been working on. That's right. We debuted it on our April 13th special edition for ECW Barely Legal, but this is Match of the Night. Or best in show, or five star classic. Whatever yeah, we haven't really decided on the name yet. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe our special guest can give us some thoughts on that one. We have a special guest, two episodes in a row. Well, for the for this special podcast, yeah. for 
match of the best night. in the show. Five star classic. And we're going to have a, a, a special guest sitting in with us. Yeah. Every time we do a yes, review right. about a wrestling event from the yesteryear, the wonder years, if you will. If you will. Uh, what would you do if I sang out of tune? You do it all the time. <laughs> On this so, show. <laughs> on our first episode, we reviewed Barely Legal. We had Anthony Green as a guest. Who do we have for a guest on this episode, JC? Well, well, can I introduce the man? Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Because well, you did an awful job last time, so let's let you do yeah, it again. You do whatever you want, Lumberjake. Just introduce whoever the hell you want. I don't even care. <laughs> You're fired. Per- that's a perfect Mike Pava. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good Mike Pava. He is all Rui Batello. <laughs> Uh, Jake, <laughs> shit. Um, that was Anthony's oh, name? my mistake. Um, he is my former tag team partner, uh, long-time rival. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. That's yes. true. Long-time, first-time. He's been oh, trying. No, actually, that's not true. Rui Batello had a special guest appearance at the Peakies. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. that's right. Yeah, Best, Rui. most hated, I Most hated, I yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you uh, you really didn't want to do that intro for us. You actually gave us a hard time about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not my fault my agent booked me for the other, the three-way theory. Oh. Oh, who's your, uh, who's your agent? Uh, he's fired. Oh, I wonder who fired him. Oh, car accident? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dead. So, we did Barely Legal. Uh, we had a great time doing Barely Legal. Yeah. Reminiscing, going back 20 years. And for episode number two of this special... Well, we, said, we said, let's go back further. <laughs> well, Mike Pava said, hey, let's do Wrestlepalooza 97. I said that I wanted to do Wrestlepalooza Until we found out that was not on the WWE Network. Why not? And if you are wondering why we wanted to do Wrestlepalooza, because I was gushing over it during Barely Legal, and how I said that should have been ECW's first pay-per-view. So, I'm disappointed that it's not on the network. I feel yeah. like it should be. I'm going to write a letter. So, we couldn't do Wrestlepalooza 97, so we went with the next, the next best thing, WCW Beach Blast 92. Beach Blast 92. The next best thing to Extreme Championship Wrestling in the year of our Lord, 1997, <laughs> is Beach Blast 1992. Five years earlier. Deep into the Bill Watts era yes. of yeah, WCW. Yeah. Yes. No coming off the top rope. That was a, that was a, that was a big rule throughout the night. Did they just start hey, those yeah. rules? Listen, because um, they kept repeating the fact I, that you could get disqualified. Yeah, I will go out on a limb and say that Beach Blast '92 was a hell of a lot more hardcore than ECW Barely Legal '97 was. Ooh. Oh, that's fair. shots fired! Yeah. Well, when so Rui Patello is our guest. Welcome, welcome. Again, well, well, let, let, tell the people what we do on the show. What do we do? What is best in show? What is five star classic? What is match of the night? I think you should just keep adding names to this segment <laughs> so that it gets longer each time. Love you have of a Christ, new guest. no. <laughs> um, well, the ballots are already cast, cast and yeah, they're yes. already. So what? What is? What's the ballots for? So we review these shows. We go through them match by match. We watch them separately. We watch them separately. We do not give each other opinions. We do not influence each other. We are unbiased, and our opinions are completely of our own. Yes. Uh, So, before we discuss the show amongst each other, even off the air, we all write down what we believe our best and worst matches of the night were, and now we're going to go through a match by match and give our opinions, and then... uh, See what we all think at the end of the show. And you can play along at home. You know, uh, take a little piece of paper, write down what you think is the best match of the night. Please do. Or uh, or you could also do what we do as well, as uh, also choose your favorite spot of each particular match. 
uh, that's fun to go through as well to find the different uh, parts of matches that each of us seem to enjoy. If you want, turn on the old WWE Network. Put on Beach Blast 92. Watch along. Yeah, yeah. It, it runs about uh, two hours, 39 minutes. Uh, we're going to run longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> so strap it. Yeah, hit play now. Um, <laughs> on the network, just hit play uh, now. Oh, okay. Yeah, now. now. Play now on like a VCR. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Wait, right. pause. Okay, hit play again. All right. All right, rewind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so Beach Blast 92 in beautiful... Sunny Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> I know that when I think about the beach, I think about Mobile, Alabama. Yeah, yeah. First off, is um, is this anybody's first time seeing this pay per view? I've never seen this pay per view. Rui Batello says yes. I've seen matches from it, not necessarily the whole thing. I saw it was like the Time uh, Warner like home video version, okay, which was cut down to about two hours. I can tell you, so uh, less than. I can tell you that the Taylor Made Man's match was cut out, <laughs> as was uh, the other uh, Greg the Hammer. Oh come on, both cut out bullshit. Um, um, I, so I don't. I mean, I can't remember the matches at the time. Yeah, but I I remember that we had a bunch of cassettes. This was one of them. Might as well, yes. But it was like two hours cut right there. I had an actual VHS, like actual live recorded, recorded yes, version yes. from I, Black Blocks? Yes. Yeah. I, I used to watch this all the time when, uh, as a kid uh, because of the great selling point of the bikini contest. <laughs> so, I mean, I know this is Match of the Night and Five Star Classic and Best in Show, but man, I cannot wait to talk about this fucking bikini contest. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, just like for Barely Legal, we talk about everything that happens yes. on the show. Yes. Um, so we, we intro into the show with Tony Schiavone and Eric Bischoff. Oh my god, their outfits. Yes. <laughs> they... Tony Schiavone looks like the most 90s man I've ever seen in my life. He's wearing, like, what were they like? Um, I wrote down that it was Tony Schiavone out of an extra being in the ner uh, Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> like, he had this powder baby blue button up yep. tucked into his khakis. Mm -hmm. He looked like a little gentleman. Like, his mom <laughs> just did him up nice before the show. Yes, um, absolutely. And then I loved cool guy Eric Bischoff <laughs> dressed like he should be in Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. Just partying, you know? Wearing now, a Hawaiian shirt. I had originally thought that this was going to be our commentator team for the night, but oh, no, no, they were just no. like... They were on the house mic they, so the entire yeah. building can hear them. I guess they were like the MCs, the hosts yeah. of the show. They got you into the show. Yes. I actually put notes here that Bill Watts is wearing a fanny pack and Zubas. Yes. Which I found amazing that he was on camera yeah. with his fanny pack still on in his Zubas. They're like, I, can, I died. They're like, hey, Bill, how about some beach attire? Got it. <laughs> no, can no, we... I like to think that's his normal attire. <laughs> it's like, hook him up. <laughs> should we talk about Bill Watts now or should let's we do wait? It. Because yeah, they brought him in as, you know, here, here's our commissioner and, and, and of course Bill Watts is known for many uh, of different kind of rules that he set towards WCW at the time, which I think they played off Wonderfully in this pay-per-view, by the way. Do you think that there are occasions in this show, and just in WCW in general at this time, where the wrestlers themselves constantly forget yes. said rules? Yes. yes. And the referee the is referee has there. to tell them. Like, the, the, I can guarantee him to, I, we're talking about the same thing. Any wrestler going to the top and the referee jumps in front of them going, please don't! For the love of God, don't jump. <laughs> yes. 
Um, <sighs> but like rules like the over the top rope rule, that wasn't him. That was always an NWA yes. thing. Like that was well, but the the enforcement of these rules. Um, I was trying to pull it up, and I'm I'm not prepared, and I'm sorry. But yeah, I had actually mode. read a list of like the rules in general. Have you guys ever read the full list? No. Yeah, yeah, I've read that. Um, I I can't find it right now, so oh, that's all right. But well. by the way, uh, Daniel Bryan released a wrestling rule book, and it's released at Fye. I haven't checked it out yet, but I'm. This is oh, a new I'm, book. It's the ref- no, it's the, it's the referee's rule book. It's uh, officials' yeah, rule book for WWE. Yes, yeah. and how to like the rules and how to break them. So oh, really? that's pretty great. Um, okay, so I mean, over the top rope is one of them, obviously, which is an old NWA rule that they really started enforcing. Well, old standard. It was the if you throw your opponent. It's over the both. Top. So going uh, off the top rope. No, because yes. If you remember in the, yes. where Ole yes. Anderson was the the ref. Yeah. I don't want to jump ahead, but there's a point where he goes, no, he didn't. Yeah, he just it hit was, him. He didn't actually throw. Yeah, it he, was a he throw. It was, the, he propelled him over. Yes. yes. If they would always if momentum over the top to yeah, the outside, yeah. so and that person did not get disqualified. There was always. Uh, it would always depend on the match when they would enforce things. Correct. It felt like. So I'm going to paraphrase some of the rules because I can't find the exact list right now. Um, some of the rules include simple things that we've all heard back in the day. Heels and baby faces not allowed to congregate with one another. Can't show up at the shows together. Can't ride together. I believe they also had separate locker rooms, too. Separate locker rooms, separate separate hotels. It eventually turned to separate airlines. They could not be on the same plane as each other. Or restaurants. They um, originally, Bill Watts said it was because if if one plane goes down, we don't lose the entire roster. Jesus. But but you lose all your heels and babies. Exactly. (laughs) Nobody's going to go to see all heels or all babies. Um, obviously, the other big rule that he did was taking away the ring mats um, on the outside of the which ring, which I loved. Um, that was brutal. They, Some of those spots were brutal. They had to be at the building by like three hours before bell or something like that. Um, Don't mind. That. Missed that, you get fined immediately. Second offense, third offense, things like that. Um, if you are injured, you still have to be at the building. You still have to travel to the show. So if even that that would avoid false advertising and making sure that you're there. Um, Which I don't think is unreasonable. If it's he's not, not unreasonable. Ask, he's not asking them to work. He's asking yeah, them to make an if, appearance. What if you have like a, a torn ACL? Like, but I, 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 I for hear, some guys, I could see that being. I, I heard the logic behind that was. If a wrestler is hurt and he shows up, and the right and the fans see that he's hurt, they go, "Oh, he's actually hurt." If he doesn't show up, they'll go, "Oh, he just no showed. He he just he right. didn't want to come here." Or or you see him and you say, "Well, he's he's here obviously, and he's not injured. He can't be that hurt. He can't be that hurt if he's here." It turned to one of those things, like, and I, a lot of these rules, and you hear them individually, they all sound like they make sense, and then you know what? This adds up. This is fine. I think the problem was that when you combined like 10 or 12 rules that are kind of archaic, it really makes it look like a guy that's stuck in the past, not willing to look toward the future, and it creates an unhappy working environment. I, I, Fanny packs and Zubas. <laughs> the outfit is the one thing. It looked like he just came back from his 15 minutes from his OSHA break. Yeah. because he's, I know what that is now. <laughs> I think he had good intentions, though. I think he meant to... I think he was trying to, you know... Draw draw people back a little bit. I think he wanted that old school flair, the grittiness. Yeah, yes. well, he too bad he was in WWF. Yeah, he yes. had to wait another year. 
I just think that if I think there's a big aspect of taking the old school, taking the things from the past, and finding a way to advance it into the future and kind of blend that. And I think if Bill Watts had been a little bit more open to that, he probably would have been a more successful booker. Yeah. Or, you know, promoter, owner, you know, whatever he was doing in charge of WCW. But I also felt it was one of those things, and we talked off the air earlier about bookers and promoters kind of putting themselves out there. Is there really a need for Bill Watts to show up in minute two of this telecast? I didn't. I, I kind of liked his promo, honestly. <laughs> um, I The one thing I wrote down about that was... Wait, do you have your notes printed out? Um, I did it at work. I was watching Beach Blast on my computer at work. Oh, and I was just typing Look at production. Stationary. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, I do. Um, it's a Californian twelve-point um, font. <laughs> Looks it, like uh-huh. Times New Roman. It's not. I just said it's Californian. Oh, font. <laughs> and it is twelve-point though. I don't know how you knew that. It's Wingdings. <laughs> wing. It's Mike. Comic Sans. I could go for some Wingdings right now. <laughs> you are a Wingding. Uh. Um, my favorite part of Bill Watts's speech is the end, where he wrote, "Let's hook him up." Yeah, yeah. That, that, he always Kick said that. It off. That, that, was that was his, his big thing. Yeah, yeah, that was his big thing. Favorite. It was the best part about it because the other thing that annoyed me was like these two guys wanted a match, and they agreed to the stipulations, and we're going to let them fight in the match. Yeah. Like you just explained what wrestling is. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, then we're introduced to Jesse Ventura. No, we're going. They go to Jim Ross first. Okay. Who then introduces? Excuse me. Who's yes, hanging out at the beach Jesus. with his with his ladies? Holy shit! Excuse me. It is. It's Ventura's debut, so that it makes sense. They it was Ace to Ventura's big, debut. To yep. a big reaction. Somebody stop him. People loved Jesse as always. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like uh, that was a big get for Bill. Bill was very happy to sign Jesse Ventura. Yeah. I think that. Uh, from some of the reactions, they were Mobile was kind of leaning a little bit heel during some, some of these. Some parts, yeah. Um, so we get the first match of the night. Hold on, first of all, Tony Killam Gillum is our fucking ring announcer. <laughs> How awesome was this guy, and why did he not stick around? I love his hair. He was great. <laughs> um, I also wanted to make mention because we talked about it so much and barely legal. That truck is making a lot of noise. Stop playing with the toy trucks, my yeah, Who are you, me? God damn it, the Foley artist. You can't help fidgeting. Um, the, I love, we talked about it so much in Barely Legal with the WWE Network production music. I love that WCW just actually uses production, production music. music and the Beach Blast theme song playing throughout the show. I like that before people had to walk down to the ring, and this, I noticed in the main event, this, like, um, Doc and Bam Bam were just yeah. standing there waiting yeah. to be like introduced. But yeah. then they cut to Eric Bischoff <laughs> yes. and Tony Schiavone who went and cut like a five minute promo and so, I'm just thinking they're just standing there <laughs> and Doc was or Terry Gordy was running in place and they cut back to when he was still running in place. <laughs> I'm getting blown up watching him. I like to think he stopped <laughs> and then once the lights were on he just oh, kicked okay, it back, back up, Go back, go back. Alright. So uh, first match. Uh, Flying Brian Brian Pillman uh, the light heavyweight champion taking on Scotty Flamingo. I also, I also wanted to talk about this that the light heavyweights at the time, your champion was 225 pounds and the challenger was 227. Where nowadays <laughs> a light was... heavyweight is 205. Well, yeah. this was obviously before Shawn Michaels kind of changed and revolutionized what a smaller wrestler could be. Yeah. But it also goes to show how little Bill Watts thought of the smaller wrestlers. There's a reason why Steve Williams and Terry Gordy are the main event. And there's a reason why 
Brian Pillman, one of the best wrestlers in the company, is curtain jerking and Watts said it in his opening promo. You start with the little guys, you get to the big guys. Because they're faster and they can go a little bit, uh, they can go faster than the super heavyweights can. The, and that's part of the problem. This is why the light heavyweight division in WCW really reminds me of the WWF light heavyweight division and even the cruiserweights today. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I think Brian Pillman and Scotty Flamingo both did a great job of not letting the rules that Bill Watts had cut them off at the legs, especially as light heavyweights. But man, did the rules try to cut them off. Well, yeah. But but they worked, speaking of cutoffs, they worked that rule into a cutoff yes. where um, I believe Brian was going to go up to the top, referee stops him and overcomes Scotty Flamingo, grabs him and slams him down to the yes. f- flare style, uh, no, which that was, was uh, great. That was Pillman that threw Scotty Flamingo and Scotty Flamingo took a huge face bump. Off the top row. I love yes. how young Raven looked on this show. Yeah. Um, also, it's fun, to, you know, that we watched Barely Legal and then watched <laughs> this show because yeah. there's so many ECW alumni on this show, mm. and you're like, holy shit! You for you forget that, and and Raven was like pretty brand new at this point. Well, I think this he'd been shows... in Continental. He was down. Oh I mean, yeah, he, he was in 1988. He was, was new for WCW, year. but he yeah. was good. Like he was. Yeah. Like, this match was great. One of the things... Really good opener. Good pace. And one of the things about Scotty Flamingo and Raven, I love the evolution of his character. He's always been the same character. Yes. Scotty Flamingo to Johnny Polo, Johnny Polo to Raven. From a, from a Flamingo to a Raven. To a Flamingo. You cannot say that Flamingo and Raven are the same characters. Yes. No, they're not. Yeah. Not yeah, even like the rich kid... But they are. But they're not. But in a kayfabe sense. Not yeah. like an actual, they're the same Like, character. no one is saying, hey, Scotty Flamingo, yeah. Raven. But I, I don't know how you can disagree with that. Yeah, like Johnny Polo was the rich kid that Raven uh, was nope. in WCW. Right, but the only time they ever said that Raven was rich was in WCW many years later. But I thought so that I was a great compare. dynamic. I thought it was great, yeah. but, I, don't, but I, that, I that still doesn't make it But that make would make that he would How do you think me. he was able to go to summer camp? He was Johnny Polo. He had he the money. affluent eh. and stuff, but then he became all angry mm. and disillusioned. It all fits, man. No. You don't have to enjoy the retcon, but it works. <laughs> um... I love the clear babyface versus heel dynamic in this match. Like, even down to the uh, white boots and black boots, like, with the heel in the face. Uh, Pillman works over Scotty Flamingo's arm so well in this match. He works his arm, and I don't get bored of it. I think he just does a great job. And my spot of the match is actually uh, Scotty Flamingo rolled all the way through a armbar into a headlock. And it immediately got turned into a hammerlock by Brian Pillman. Yes. I thought that was a beautiful, just right there. Like, oh, he's got him. No, he doesn't. And I laughed, but not like as a comedic spot laugh, but more like an old man watching wrestling that still <laughs> believed it. I was like, ha ha, you dig that guy. We had fun on Friday nights, <laughs> man. Uh, so Lumbay said his favorite, ma- uh, favorite spot of the match. What about you, JC, for that one? Um, Spot of the... I l- so I like the match... I hated the finish. Wasn't a fan of the finish. Um, but spot of the match for me was um, Flamingo getting hung up in the ropes by his feet. And yep. then yep. Um, Pillman letting him go and him just taking the dive bump yep. out of the ring. That's out of the actually floor. mine as well. 
I, uh, I thought that was a great spot. I wrote down early in the match, spot of the match, and I wrote down that armbar spot, and then I wrote, new spot of the night, uh, Flamingo hooking his feet on the ropes. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then I wrote, new spot of the match, Pillman taking a face bump off the top rope. Well, like, if you remember, too, the cutoff, I'm pretty sure, was um, Pillman flying over the top rope, like, landing on the entranceway. Yep. That was, that was, on the if, that was into the finish. That was the finish. Yeah. Like, and, and I like, that was I my spot that of the match. Finish. Right. I would have loved that finish if nobody else on the show did shit on the fucking stage. But then... Well, much that, like I have that comment later on, but much like like wrestling today, everyone wants to do shit on the floor because the did you floor read is, my notes. Did you read my notes? <laughs> well, the floor is so nice and padded in WWE now. Right. Everyone wants to do shit onto it, so everyone does it, and it takes away the specialness of doing. It. Was one of the rules for Bill Watts not going on the outside of the ring if you're in the first match? Because these Correct. guys definitely did not follow that. That is at actually all. one of the well. Brawling on the outside is actually... They didn't want that for almost any of the matches. Yes. They really tried... That was one of his... And he was legitimately finding people that broke these rules. Mm. So, uh... What was your spot, Mikey? I, I said the dive... The, oh. miss, the miss spot. The miss dive onto the ramp. But the fact so that that was the first match of the night, I love the finish because we didn't... We weren't spoiled by it yet. Sure. So we have a new champ in uh, Scotty Flamingo. JC, how long does that match feel to you? Perfect. New gimmicks. <laughs> <laughs> so, I would say it felt about 15. I would have said 12. The match went 17 minutes, 29 seconds. Right. So Seems I, about right. Right there. Right I mean, there. if it, it didn't it didn't drag, and I know how you said that you could have watched that all day with him working the arm, and it was a good match. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. Um, I could watch Brian Pillman all day. Um it definitely, yeah. I think seventeen sounds about right. Yeah, and you were right. You were right near, right in the ballpark with fifteen. All right. Uh, we get the introduction to the bikini contest. Oh yeah. But it's not really a bikini contest. Yet. Yet. But it's a bikini contest with an evening gown. Okay. They started. Uh, listen, they well, they needed two this. types of bikinis though. That was John, my Johnny part. B. Bad comes out, says there's gonna be three rounds: evening gown, bathing suit. In bikini, and I'm willing to bet teeny bikini. But I'm willing to bet we all wrote down aren't a bikini and a bathing suit the same thing. Um, yes. Here's a question I have for you guys. <laughs> it might be the same question. Missy or Medusa? Oh, Missy. Missy. Missy all day. That's not even a question. I actually, wait, I picked, you, I picked Medusa, man. You're, in '92, Deuce is always the one of the boys. In '92, at this time, no Are way. You Missy, no way. Hyatt. I no. would choose Missy Hyatt. You a lot of bad decisions in your life. <laughs> this is also one of them. Now, hold on. Are we saying who would we like go after in a bar? Or if it was a guaranteed In 92, shot? who are you choosing? Missy or... or, or? Missy Hyatt. I, I would choose Missy Hyatt over Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> How wow. about that? Wow. Missy Hyatt from like 92 to 96 is like my... Oh. I love her. After that, I would choose Jerry Sags over <laughs> Missy Hyatt. Jerry motherfucking Sags! Jerry motherfucking Sags! Um, I was going to ask, it's 1992. How much are we allowed to talk about Johnny B. Bad here in 2017? Well, let's, let, I mean, we don't have to because goddamn Jesse Ventura does it enough for us. I don't even think he likes girls! Holy oh. shit, so much homophobia from, Je uh, from uh, Je Jerry Lawler. From <laughs> Jesse Ventura. From also from Jerry Lawler. Yes, yes. <laughs> um... Johnny B. Bad, his character was not yet la that of Little Richard. He was just like a gay guy. Thank you. Yes. Like, you know, it wasn't even... But even as a kid, like, 
fucking I love Johnny B. Bad. Like, me, yeah, me too. Bad. But I loved him as a babyface Johnny B. Bad. But I loved him as a man that loved other men. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's it. Nothing. Oh, right. okay. Go on. We're men, and we admit that we love other men. <laughs> I love you. Was, I uh, love you, man. That was Wayne's from, World. That's about Ready to Rumble. Oh, all right. That was a uh, uh, Scott Kahn to Sting, and then Sting backfisted him. Yeah. Some more homophobia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every movie. Um, yeah, Johnny B. Bad was out of control. He's a bad man. <laughs> bad man. Uh, uh, these girls are unbelievably talented. They're stepping over sand-colored stones, yes. wearing high heels surrounded by sand. Like, that See, could... To your point, like the setup where Medusa came out in that one piece, that's what I assumed Missy Hyatt was coming out in. And then I was like, oh, they blew the spot because she's in a bikini. So I was like, oh, this doesn't make sense to me now. Exactly. Exactly. The bikinis were no different than the bathing suits. No. Well, we're getting ahead Missy. of Yes. Um, match number two. Match two. We get the tailor-made man taking on Ron Simmons. Don't step to Ron. I love seeing Bill Alfonso I as the referee in this match. I I think Bill I think Bill Alfonso is very underrated as a referee. I think he has very awkward counts, but other than that, he's fucking great. Was he the ref counting with his left hand? He counts kinda in a squat like he's no. he's very so upright. There's when he a counts. ref I had a complaint about in this show who was counting with his left hand, but every time there was a kick out, he'd reach out with his hand and Ran, touch that the was guys. Randy Anderson. He would touch Classic the guy. That's Anderson. That's he a would slip the guy's shoulder. Yeah, yeah I'm it like, was a, it, Nick Patrick would do the same thing a lot, where he would just slide his it hand was under. It was a WCW thing and force the guy's shoulder up because if you knew it wasn't the finish, he's like, nope, I'm not going to let it. Fonzie, he had his career at WCW, WWF, and ECW. Yeah. How many people can say that? Right. I I, I love. I love Fonzie here, and I, I love Jim Ross and Jesse Ventura's commentary team. I think a good referee and a good commentary team can elevate any I'm mediocre not. match just like it can hurt you, a great match. In, in 1992, you would have Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon in WWF, and then Jesse Ventura and Jim Ross in WCW. So That's good. amazing. That's a great, you turn. great team. Um, I usually hate two guys wrestling in the same color. Because they were both wearing green. Yeah, but Ron was wearing neon green, and that's yeah. exactly what I wrote down. I like the contrast between the neon green and the white boots to uh, Terry Taylor's dark green and black boots. I don't know if it's because I always think of Terry Taylor as the Red Rooster. Yeah, that's. It. But I loved his look. I thought the whole <laughs> Dapper Dan. Look well, as a kid, I didn't realize that that. Taylor Made Man was in Terry reference Taylor. to Terry Taylor. You know, which I think is just it's great. brilliant. I loved the York Foundation's turning people into their full names. Yeah. And I feel like there was a Terrence lot of, Taylor. Terrence Taylor. I yeah. feel like there, uh, Thomas Rich. But when Richard Morton turned and didn't change his outfit or look, it kind of hurt things. You know what bit. I would have loved? If Michael Hayes. Joined the York Foundation, cut his beard, cut his hair into the almost early Doc Hendricks. <laughs> I feel like that would have been fantastic. I think that would have been a uh, cool dynamic to it because Ricky Morton didn't change. He had his bandana. He had right. his. In fact, in the blow-off match with him and Robert Gibson, he had tights that said Ricky R I C K E Y, which is <laughs> not course. how he spelled it on his custom uh. gear. Uh, Terry Taylor has a fantastic work punch, man. Yeah. yeah. So fucking good. I, well, it's what, I, I feel like I've always think of the Red Rooster, and I never think of him as 
Terry Taylor. And I think that sucks for him, man. I think I think he, I think the Red Rooster sours a lot of people on him, and I think if you just watch some other stuff. But to be fair, he was always good. a heel, and people would chant Brewster at him. What is he? He's a heel, like play to it, you know. I'll, I'll tell you what. On in this match, I specifically heard okay, some. Thank you. <laughs> I heard some Terry chants from the Mobile crowd. Um, well, as you mentioned before, I think there was Mobile had some heel racism. Oh. <laughs> had some uh, heel. <laughs> they, they they cheered Ron Simmons. Ron Come Simmons on. had just gotten the key to the town. It's true, and he had that. And great then he did that to the car, and I yes. couldn't believe it. <laughs> um, I love Terry Taylor's heel work. He's just uh, he just works a heel really well. Um, Ron Simmons is clearly green here. He also started in '88, same year as Raven, but um, he like. You can see he's excited and gets is a little too intense on some spots. Well, he might be green, but they're already pushing him for the heavyweight title at this yeah. point. Yeah. Well, because what two months later, a month and a half later, he wins the belt. Um, which I'll get into it, after it, the match. Yeah. His promo was fantastic. Um, anything besides our favorite spot? Anything else on that match? Nah. Favorite, favorite spot, spot. Lumberjake. Um. I don't want to just take everyone else's, but Ron Simmons flying through the ropes and bouncing onto the uh, onto the entrance ramp. I thought that was maybe oh spot of the night. And I was also thinking uh, Terry Taylor's celebration after he hits a jawbreaker. He just does the <laughs> yeah. goofiest little heel celebration. But uh, yeah, Ron Simmons takes a, the death bump through the aprons, but it's also yeah. the second bump right. in a row. And that is, for me, uh, I had this, this three-point stance and like it was cool so he does the three point stance he hits him with the shoulder blocks like three times taylor backs away like he's begging off pulls him out to the um to the rampway terry taylor goes out to follow him and bounces off the ropes yes throws a punch he gets ducked atomic drop bounces off the ropes again up into the glow plus slam yep tosses him back into the ring he sells back up and gets clothesline outside of the ring fucking favorite spot might be my favorite spot of the whole night. Ooh, I fucking love it. Really? Um, at the very end of the match, uh, there's a leapfrog where Terry Taylor almost fucking trips and dies because Ron Simmons is standing up a little too early because he's so excited. But Ron Simmons <laughs> makes up for that with a beautiful snap power slam for the win. For the win. Uh, JC? I already just told you what my spot was. JC? How long did that match feel to you? Wait, you're not going to ask Rui what his spot was? Oh, no, my spot was the same spot we, as Yeah, I figured we all agreed yeah. with the... Oh, you didn't ask him if that's what he agreed on. Rui, what was your spot of the night? Totally different spot than yours. Oh, <laughs> oh never mind. <laughs> we just normally assume Rui agrees with us. Moving on! Well, there was only two spots of the match, and we both <laughs> fed him, so what do you want? You keep on feeding him. <laughs> Feed me more. Ah, that's right. Um... Uh, Ryback's gonna see. Oh, okay. Yeah, thanks a lot. He's, um, he's the big guy. That now. match was. I'm gonna shoot low and say eight minutes, but it felt like ten. The match was seven minutes ten. Wow, minutes. he's. he's <laughs> I wish we did this for, yeah. for Bailey Legal. You what, what about Bailey Legal? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves hugging Bailey Legal. Uh-huh. It's my favorite legal. <laughs> <laughs> so, next up, E. We get. The surprise of the night, 
Um, Greg the Hammer Valentine in WCW. The Jammer! The Jammer, baby! Friend of three-way theater and friend of J-Quad gets Greg the Hammer Valentine. A huge reaction from the Mobile crowd. In January of 1992, he wrestled in the Royal Rumble. In February of 92, in his WCW debut, him and the TaylorMade Men won the U.S. Tag Team titles. Now, how come he gets to use the Hammer nickname in WCW at this point? Because his dad was the hammer and like he owned So WWF w- w- never owned that copyright? No. He changed his middle name to the hammer oh. back in 1973. Yes. Right. Smart. That's um, smart. And then in uh, June of 2015, he was in West Warwick, Rhode Island and uh, <laughs> fell off the wagon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because yeah. of No Jake thanks Watts. to us. <laughs> yeah. You guys ruined his life. We may have bought him a Merlo. He was already in. He was in a rough spot. He was in a a low spot spot. in his life. And (laughs) we were. There were a lot of people having a rough spot that night. There were a lot of guys sleeping in their chairs. Mike McCarthy, Jim the Anvil Nightheart, Jammer, Jammer, and you know we were near the bar, and he said, you know, Mikey offered him a drink. Uh, No, no, no. Mikey offered him a drink. Jake delivered the drink. Incorrect. Mikey asked me to ask the hammer, and I jammer. Well, he became the jammer after that when he joined us. Yeah. So I went over. I said, "Can I get you a drink?" And he said, wine. And then I went back because I don't know wine. So I was just, one wine, please. <laughs> but what Greg was really just saying is that he wanted to whine to yeah. us about his yeah. troubles. And then um, I I handed it, I walked back to him before I asked him a question. He said, Merlot. So I walked back again. I got Literally him his Merlot. You know nothing about wine. Nailed it. <laughs> um, I handed him his Merlot. I had my beer in his hand. And then he cheers me. And then he announced. Then he became the jammer. Then yes. he became the jammer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then we found out that he hadn't been drinking in a long time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you guys. Uh, in uh, it's Greg the Hammer Valentine taking on Marcus Bagwell. Marcus Alexander, Alexander Bagwell from Sprayberry High School in uh, Marietta, Georgia. Uh, I this- loved how much Ventura put over his high school career. Yes, <laughs> like this is how great of a high school athlete he was. Because well, he was so young, he. he, he I bet he didn't even make it to college. Today, Junior. As of this match, Greg Valentine was 41. Buff Bagel was 21. And for 41, Greg Dammer Valentine is bumping like a fucking maniac. Bumping like a fucking boss. I fucking that down. Bumping and feeding like a champ. I have written down. Just. I, he wasn't bumping like this in WWF. No, which is strange to me. I feel like he was—he really wanted to put over this young guy. Like yeah. he was really gonna make him look good. He probably liked Bagwell. The fucking hammer, that. man. Yeah. Listen, he's the crowd. The jammer. Fucking love, love him. the hammer. They went crazy when he every was time announced. he teased the figure four, they went nuts. Um, the crowd went ape shit when Buff Bagwell missed a knee drop because they're like I know what's fucking this is going to I know what's happening here I'm glad the crowd really liked it because I did not like this match this was was oil and water as I wrote down Um, and also this was the first match where it really started to distract me with the ring announcer time limits five minutes has passed five minutes has passed like well I think they did that for the Iron Man match coming up later on. I get it, but they did it from match number one through match number yeah, I, seven. I know. And it, it it is a WCW thing. It wasn't just because of the draw. It just is one of those things that slightly bothered me. I can't speak for Mikey, but... You I, do all the time. I, You're Mikey, doing it right now. Mikey, not... Shh, shh, Mikey, be quiet. 
Um, putting your finger into his mouth. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why are you describing it? <laughs> because that's what we that's do. That's lumberjack spit. I really like this match. Really? I really like oh. this match a lot. Mikey, I don't know wh- where you fall in. Um, I didn't... I didn't hate he it. He didn't like it. That's his face. I didn't I didn't hate it, but I can't I I love the interaction between the two, but it wasn't due due to the stacked nature of this entire card, it has to fall somewhere and it's I, not very high in the I'm in just saying, it, listen, I'm not saying it's it's on the top of the match. That's what this is all about, man. You can have that opinion. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not going to lie. This is what I picked as the worst. No, no, ah! Oh my god! Well, we're doing it. I I put that as last night. Sorry. All right, guys. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to tell you what my. But honestly, and it wasn't because I and it wasn't. I didn't hate this match. I did. But just because, (laughs) (laughs) just just because of the the way that everything else ended up being. My problem is this match ended, and I went, "Oh my god, I don't have a favorite spot." So I picked the figure four for the simple fact it was the last thing I saw, (laughs) and was like, "I am done with this." Oh, that's interesting that you said that, Rui. Let me read you to what my spot is. Um, uh, the finish, because it ended. Listen, I would have loved to see them go another fucking ten minutes. Thank oh, you. Nope, the time no. limit wouldn't have allowed that because the ring announcer told me. Mikey, I'm pretty sure every match had a 30-minute time limit. Mikey, what was your Not spot of the match? Uh, my favorite spot is the setup for the finish where Bagwell goes for the leapfrog. Hurts his hurts knee. Hurts his knee. Um, the hammer looks like he's going to nail him with the hammer. And is blocked by Bagwell by a couple punches, only to be thwarted by a knee breaker, which looks fucking Great. devastating. And then the crowd knows. In the seven like, pressure it. points yep. of the they figure really four. They really put leg the lock. figure four over, man. Um, my spot of the match was when uh, Valentine blocks a hip toss and just punches fucking Bagwell yeah. in the face. He hit him that was rough. so hard. <laughs> I was just, I was laughing. What I, I was watching this with my girlfriend, by the way. They watched Greg, she watched Greg Valentine versus Marcus Bagwell with me. What I want to know was what a if trooper. there was with WCW World Tag Team Champion Judy Bagwell was in the crowd cheering <laughs> her son on. That's what I want to know. I'm still so bummed out that you guys found no enjoyment in this match. I'm that, sorry. But that's why we do this. Yeah. That's why we do this separately. Because it, if I'm we watched be this honest, together, I could have been influenced. No. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. It made me kind of want to stop watching the show. Wow. Like, I was just like, I... I won't go that far. I mean, oh, I, I, no. I think it's just my opinion. And I like Greg Valentine. Never been a huge fan of Bagwell, but I was just like, this is... Ugh. I'm with DC. This I was my... Stopped. For me, this was the most entertaining match besides, like, Piper and, and Hammer. Like, a regular one-on-one match. What about your your Dark Horse favorite, Greg Valentine versus Dick Slater? Oh. Is that, was that... Oh... Well, I'll just I'll shut up. (laughs) Okay, JC, how long did this match feel? (laughs) How long did this match feel? It felt like fifteen minutes. It probably went about eight. Match was seven minutes fourteen seconds. (laughs) Five minutes and fourteen seconds too long. Yeah. So, if you wanted to stop watching the match, stop watching the show. That would have been a huge mistake because the next match, thank God, Cactus Jack versus Sting, one of my favorite wrestlers and my least favorite wrestler. <laughs> and you can guess which one is which. Yeah. No, I'm actually curious. <laughs> really? <laughs> I've, I haven't made it known by distinct. I mean, okay, but if anybody's ever seen a picture of Lumberjake, 
and said, who do you like more, Cactus Jack or Sting? <laughs> uh, the other day, I was sitting in Friendlies, and the waitress just goes, hey, did anyone ever tell you you look like Mick Foley? <laughs> Every day of my life. Well, and that's why he's also wearing a Christmas shirt in fucking April, <laughs> as, as if you didn't want to fucking put the two together bad enough in the first place. I'm so, just cosplaying. I also just want to say that Cactus Jack had bangs. Yes. And boy, they were beautiful. And normally, I hate bangs, but I'll change my opinion they're, when it comes to men. They were actually called Bang Bangs. Uh, <laughs> set you up for that one. Oh, I'm so mad I didn't think of that. So, uh, this is Pinball's Count Anywhere on, on the, the Gulf, Gulf Coast. Coast. Fucking amazing. If they go over the fucking line, that ref ain't count. Nope. <laughs> This uh, is one of those times where a beach blast being outside would have been perfect because yeah. these guys would have been going right in the yeah. ocean. Well, yeah. uh, well, right in the ocean. Before this match happens, we get a um, a clip of... Van Hammer and Cactus Jack at Clash of the Champions right. fighting in a horse fighting stall. Fighting in a horse stall, which was like, oh, cool, so they, this is going to be badass. Yeah. But they didn't go anywhere. They didn't really do They we'll could have fought in the sand. Up yeah. in the say, and that disappointed me. I'm going to say that has more to do with Watts than anything then else. Then why show the clip? Because they want to give the illusion I mean, that anything could happen. Yeah. And Abdullah the Butcher came out, hit Van Hammer. You're going to have to talk shovel. to director Craig Leathers and find <laughs> out why he decided to show the clip. Craig Leather, uh, Yellow Leather, Craig Leather. <laughs> so the match starts on the ramp. Hold on. I'm disappointed that this was not for the World Heavyweight Championship. Right, non title match. And yes. I. One, I have a problem with the fact that Vader was not on this show at all. Yep. Um, I feel like this was a stacked show, and I feel like having Vader could have only pushed that even a little bit further over the I edge. disagree. I feel like Greg Valentine versus Marcus Alexander Bagwell was a much-needed addition. Well, I, I disagree. Vader I think squash. Donkey Kong is a much better game. Well, well, <laughs> Donkey Kong sucks. Yo, you suck! <laughs> Do you think having the title... Would, would having the title on the line in this match make your rating of it go higher or lower like would it would it affect your rating on the match i think it would have rated because that's what we're here for and i think it would have added a little more drama because while harley race is sicking cactus jack onto sting to wear him down and so what if there was the drama of now it's a world heavyweight title match and what if cactus jack wins the world heavyweight title then what is harley race going to do that title is for vader and I just think there's a little bit more drama you can you can kind of pull from that. I can tell you. I, here's where I would side with the non-title. I think that fans watching, they're like, no way Sting's going to lose the right. world title to Cactus Jack. If a fan sees non-title, they're like, hey, Cactus. he could fucking win tonight. Especially in Cactus's type of match. Exactly. He falls yeah. kind of anywhere, and he doesn't care about the title. He's just a crazy man. I also would have preferred Jesse Ventura not have to mention 17 times in this match. Why did Sting take this match? Why would he do this to yeah. himself? I'm like, we get it. He's in the match already. Could we stop bringing yeah. up the fact that it's non-title? So at least if it was a title match, Jesse Ventura would have had to have come up with something else to say. Yeah, yeah I think I, I think part of the I mean, part of the reason why I think Cactus Jack's always had a problem getting the credibility he did until he got to the WWF and got to that point. I think it was always because he was put in these situations where he was never viewed as a title contender. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Exactly. And I think that's one of the things that, because Cactus Jack, especially in WCW, was always putting on the best, craziest matches. He's like Denzel's best friend. He's not Denzel. Yes. No, but that's... Beyond the Mad. He shouldn't be. 
And I think if they gave him a little more faith and said, go in there and give him the shot, even if he's not going to win it, that's fine. But he could have been international world champion. He could have, he should have been like, I'm just saying, I feel like they missed that opportunity. And while I did really, really enjoy this match, I think adding the drama to it, it could have made it a little bit better. This is, uh, this is the match that I mentioned when I felt like this show was more hardcore than ECW's Barely Legal was yeah. because they did some crazy shit this, this match. This opener was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they fucking... Not they... Cactus well, yes, of course. <laughs> no, the Mr. Splash that was from cool. the outside that in cool. was awesome. Yes. But Cactus Jack was doing shit that people wouldn't do today. Correct. Like, guys think they're doing hardcore shit. Cactus Jack is just fucking landing as hard as he can on his fucking hip. On a concrete. On a concrete shit. floor. With the, no mats. Well, from the second fucking... From the second, second rope. At no, least eight feet in the air. Yes, it's crazy. Jake, can you describe to me a little bit about how much you hate Sting? I despise Sting. I think the only thing that separates Sting and the Ultimate Warrior was Sting had a better attitude. I feel like the Ultimate Warrior and Sting were on par as far as working. Really? I I absolutely because Sting wasn't I don't think he had great matches with like Lex Luger's and shit. Ultimate Warrior, he wasn't having great matches either unless they were dragged out of him like Sting was dragged out of him by Ric Flair or that Ultimate Warrior was dragged out of him by uh Randy Savage. I feel like and they're best friends and I don't think that it's a problem that they're the same person, but people think of Sting as this amazing work rate legend when it's just not the case. He no sells all the time. I mean, I never thought of him as that Character, I always like Sting. Um, Sting. I was more of a WWF guy than a WCW guy, though. Me too. Me so too. obviously, like the Scorpion Deathlock, I was like, "Well, I can't beat the Sharpshooter," and like those kind of debates and things like that. But coming from somebody that was a teenager in the middle of the '98, the WCW, the NWO, the Crow Sting, and everything that happened with that, he but had a. I hated Crow Sting. Can, but Jake, I hated it. Can, can you admit that Sting was the most popular wrestler uh, outside of ever being in WWE up until that point? Like, like yeah, he was yeah. WCW's franchise right. player. He was yeah, like, I'm not going to... He's easily... He's he's I, there. You just don't think... He, you don't think... I just can't... I can't actually believe that you would say Warrior and him are on the same page, though. Warrior... He dis- we could have a whole fucking mini-cast about how much Jake hates Sting. <laughs> and trust me, I, and I didn't mean to open Pandora's no, box no, here. I'm, I'm, but it's I'm never really been said, so... bad, though. Like, I, I would honestly say, like, worry, like to put Warrior and Sting on the same level of work rate... Yes. Like, you need a dance partner, and Sting can at least dance. I, I don't, don't think, think he could, can. though. I don't think Sting could dance. Tell me... Don't get me wrong. He's no Rick Hot Flair. take, people. I'm just saying right who, now, this is... Who was the best match that Sting got out of somebody else? Who so Who's the broom to Sting? So, so what you're saying is a guy is not a good worker unless he can work a broom. Oh, no, absolutely not. But I think that you're saying that the Ultimate Warrior needed somebody to get something out of him. No, and I'm I saying believe, Sting's better than the Ultimate Warrior, hands down. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. I think that Sting is a a, a weak backhand and a fucking singer Sting splash. Sting gets people into the building. Ultimate Warrior. Promos. Ultimate but Warrior. At didn't. least I understood. What, I was. I will say this right now too. I Tell have to me go your on this. favorite Warrior, Sting promo. Warrior. What's your favorite? I, what what Sting on. promo I got a, you into the building? I, well, <laughs> I, I didn't watch WCW. So exactly. I watched WWE, <laughs> but I hated Warrior. 
So to me, like I was a that's Hogan because guy. okay. So I was hate it. Wait a second. I you hate it. So you hate Warrior the way that no, Jake hates no, 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 no. He hates Warrior because he's a Hulkamaniac. Yes, and he hated the true. fact. WrestleMania, WrestleMania six. six, the Ultimate Warrior beat Hulk Hogan. And I will say horrible. this: horrible booking. I was also a Hulkamaniac, and I also thought Hulk Hogan should have beaten Ultimate Warrior. I'm not trying to. I'm not an Ultimate Warrior. I, just, I was just saying why he hates the Ultimate right. Warrior. No, but I, I still would say though, looking at the two of them, that Sting is a better worker than the Ultimate Warrior. And I would disagree. And okay. I would say they were uh, equal to or less than. Right. Maybe not he less than. He will continue than, to fight for your right to. to have that opinion. Yes. Listen, I know that a lot of people love Sting, and I've I've fought this point many times. But people were like, oh, Sting could talk. Name a promo. Tell me what he did. I can name 50 Ultimate Warrior promos. Did they make sense? Who cares? I can name 50 Hulk Hogan promos that didn't make sense, but they were great. Who cares? Sting, he could he would do a woo after Ric Flair. Like he just did it differently. It's 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 all perception. People think Sting was great because he didn't go to WWF. Like just because he's a holdout doesn't make him a legend. I'd love to continue this elsewhere, yeah, but we I mean, really have yeah, to. Yeah, well, no, agree to disagree for <laughs> yes. right now. But I will say this match was fucking great. Um, I also love the fucking camera work in this match too, man. Yeah, it's um, yeah. it was a Jackie Crockett, I believe, that was doing the camera production work production of this. WCW at Fred this Weathers. point. Um, huge. Jackie Crockett was the guy that wears the knee pads and the shorts yes. that you see on the apron. Yes, yes, yes. yes. That was um, him. Um, we get those for uh, Merit of the Sun. Yes. WCW also uh, used. Um, the crane cameras very early on. The yeah. Fraser crane cameras. Yes, which I'm I- listening. <laughs> um, Jackie Crockett was uh, famously got the uh, uh, Cactus Jack nest he plunge from behind. He got that perfect shot of Cactus flying backwards. There was always a big difference between how WWF filmed their events and how WCW filmed theirs. And when I was younger, and I obviously started watching WWF first, they always had the idea of larger than life where they're shooting from far away these wrestlers are larger than life to the crowds really just kind of empty spaces out there you're focused on the ring and the spotlight WCW what I enjoyed about it because I never really liked their ring because I always felt the ring was weird but I loved how close up everything because was. they always had a camera guy on the apron. They had spe- they had specific things built into the ring, so there was a spot for the camera guy to stand there. Yeah. Off and it made of the it apron. feel more intimate and personal. So when I started watching WCW regularly, while I may have loved the WWF characters more, I always appreciated the up close. And because camera. of that, something that you see in WCW, which you didn't see much in WWF, is is uh, is <laughs> The wrestlers before or after their matches actually talking to the camera and talking to the yes. audience. WWF instructed their wrestlers to never look at the camera right. yeah. or to just pretend that they're not there. You're in the WWF universe. Right. But so, WCW, you are always. It, maybe it's because they were from Time Warner and they shot it like a TV show and they understood that there's cameras and you're interacting with this world. So I'm going to talk to the camera. Yeah, there had to be a lot of actual production people that were there, not necessarily just wrestling. Absolutely. People. I want to say in the death of WCW, they talked about that too in like the 90s where you had like TV people shooting wrestling so it came off different because yeah. they were primarily camera. Right. There's a reason why TV these people. WWE yeah. 24 specials have such amazing fucking camera work and all these other things. And then when you watch a regular WWE broadcast, you're like, 
stop shaking the camera and just fucking shoot the match. Stop oh, cutting to I the crowd. That. I blame the shield. Ever since the shield, I feel like I they, blame Kevin the shaking the shaking camera thing where I want to get nauseous. But Kevin, like, if you like, when you watch professional photographers shoot this stuff, it looks amazing. Yes, and. If WCW had stuck around and stayed under the Time Warner umbrella, who knows what it would look like today? Because I bet their production would be off the charts. So this match, anyway, we were off track. I love this match. match. Uh, Thank God this match happened when it did. Or I don't know if I would have happened. I don't know if I could have made it through this pay per view. I don't know if you would have continued. Because this match was awesome. And this is, I mean, and we can talk about this later, but this is one of those situations where I did think the match placement while helped. Me post Bagwell should have been different. Oh, should have been later on the card. Yeah, but I um, feel like any match post that last match would have been an improvement. Everything is uphill from here. Sure, really. sure, sure. So spots of the match. We're gonna. We didn't discuss the match at all. We right are. Now. We should keep on moving. Yep. Keep keep on I mean, this match was great. I think we all agree this match was great. Okay. Um, my spot of the match was uh, Cactus Jack. Throws Sting off the ropes, goes to kick him in the stomach. Uh, Sting catches the foot, spins Cactus Jack out, and Cactus Jack hits him with the clothesline. Where you think it would be Sting hitting the clothesline, Cactus Jack hits it with the momentum of the spin. I thought that was a really clever spot. Um, my favorite spot is that on the outside of the ring, and Sting looks like he's going for a Stinger Splash, but um, Cactus Jack ca- catches him and hangmans him on yes, the guardrail. on the guardrail. On the guardrail. I, that's what yes. mine was. Um... Jack was always so innovative with stuff like that and coming up with those creative ways for cutoffs. And the way Sting dove, you would think he's just going all the way over. Yeah. 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 So the way he draped him down was just so fucking cool. Um, I wish the second rope elbow had either connected better or, or looked the, like the reversal would have been. Yeah, he, he was he was supposed to move out of the way, but it, it but it didn't seem like a dramatic. Oh, he almost got. He kind of just punched them on the way down and right. kind of looked And then uh, Jesse had to cover. He didn't get all of them. Yeah. Like, and then also the pile driver spot, which they yeah. also covered and said they didn't get all of it either. So what? I feel like if I mean again, you can't bat a thousand on this. And Jack worked so hard in the match, but I wish the second rope elbow had been a little bit better. That probably would have been in my spot. But I had the same one. The, the hangman's the right. second rope elbow drop to the concrete was. Crazy. crazy. It was crazy. He already did the elbow drop off the apron. Yes. You don't need to do it again. Nope, yeah. I do. Off the second. Kane Dewey. What about to the sunset the flip sunset to the flip, outside? And he hits that his ankle on the guardrail. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. I, obviously, after recent events here in independent wrestling, seeing somebody hit the yeah. guardrail, I was like, you um, know. Then there, what's, what spot in independent wrestling in a guardrail? What's his face broke his shin? Oh yeah. Um, oh, TK Ryan. Oh, okay. That that was gnarly. Yeah, I haven't actually seen it. Well, it's you don't him, need. I don't want to. I'm glad. Very, I'm, very, it's like the Sid break. I can I cannot oh. watch the Sid. Is it, video. is it really that? Is it? Is yeah. You can compare you can, it to that. You can see. No, I'm good. It's pretty gnarly. Hey, Richard. It's, I think I see bone. Get what? better. Get better, TK. Get better. TK, yeah. we love you, buddy. Um, we, we do. Get out of here. All right. Um, but yeah, just the stuff on the outside. Ashworth. I I really like like I said. I thought this match was great. Um, I think again, you need two to tango. And I, will I say Cactus carry this match? Absolutely. We're not going but, down that road again. Yeah, can I just I say one? That, can I just say it. one thing? You say it, it takes two to tango. Yep. Ultimate Warrior had a great match with Randy Savage at his retirement match. Would you say it takes two to tango? Yes. Okay, so that's the end of that. Moving on. Yep. Uh, how um Rui's favorite spot. 
I kind of went over the sunset. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. The stuff to the outside. So Jake, ask me a question. Yes. Oh, right. <laughs> JC, how long did that match feel to you? That match felt like it went about 12 minutes. I would say it went 16. Match went 11 minutes, 22 seconds. All right. So you're, you it's still did, pretty close. You yeah, said, you said 12. 12. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it It did feel like... I, it, I could have felt it went a little bit longer, but I think they did get everything in that they could. It felt like they were sprinting. Cactus Jack took a back body drop and a face buster within seconds of each other <laughs> on the apron, or on the, uh, on the entrance ramp, rather. This is also where I marked that every match went to the outside and did spots on the ramp. Yes! So it kind of took away some of the specialness of having... You know, a false count anywhere match yes. and doing stuff on the outside like, when every match before this went to the outside. Also, missed opportunity not to wrestle on the beach part of the set. Right. And like. Back body drop into the sand would have been amazing. Yes. Yeah. Oh, by and the I way, think uh, um, Jack learned that lesson when they were doing like the tag matches, Max Payne and Cactus Jack versus the Nasty Boys the next year. They did the like the Chicago street fight all throughout the concessions, concession stands. Cactus took a back body drop off of. The ramp, yeah, onto the concrete floor. We'll get to ninety three eventually. We'll work uh, our way through. Um, can I just say that? Uh, know who didn't leave the ring during that match? Greg Valentine, Marcus Alexander, Bagwell. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Bill Watts gave him an extra five hundred. <laughs> next match on the card. An Iron Man match in 1992. Damn right. Simply ravishing. Ow! 30-minute Iron Man match. We have Ricky the Dragon oh, Iron Man challenge. Uh, yes, 30 minutes. Very also, not challenge. for the championship. Non-title match, yep. also. For some mm, reason. Uh, this is a match that I think could have benefited from being a title match. But um, you gotta make the... You gotta make Gordy and... Uh, Doc a little bit special by only having the only title match on the card. That's not true. The late heavyweight match was a title match to open the that show. That match isn't important to play. <laughs> yeah, they're, <laughs> they're late heavyweight. Who cares? Um, Lock him up. Little guys. Speaking of little guy, who did uh, Ricky bring out? What, what son was that that that's, he brought uh, out? That's, uh, that was Richie. Richie Steamboat. Schultzy Steamboat. Schultzy. Everyone's favorite Steamboat. Yeah. yeah. yeah was, He's was, the overlooked Steamboat child, but Schultzy's a good one. Um... Yeah, that was Richie Steamboat, who was in NXT for a brief time, but uh, I believe Cup some medical, yeah, medical like, issues ha- took him out. I think he had some demons, didn't he? That he had. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was medical issues. I could be wrong, but medical it, demons. Yeah, it's the worst kind of demons. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Ricky Steamboat had some badass fucking music at this time. Wow. Does Steamboat Bono-wow. always have badass I- music? No, serious. By the Alan Parsons Project sucked. It was the theme for the Chicago Bulls. It was the worst. Oh, it's your new song, NCW. No, I hate it. Oh, is it like when you go to the movies? Oh, the popcorn. Yeah, popcorn, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's old school. National Amusements. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, right. Classic. I love this match. Yes. I love the dynamic. You have Rick Rude, who's like the ladies' man, super heel. Rick Rude, who's the family man. Steam built the family man. Yeah, yeah excuse me. Nicholas Cage was the family man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, he was also the wicker man. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was also the weatherman. Yeah, oh, yeah. These two had a great series of matches in this time, and I loved this match as a kid, and I was so excited to see it again. So, I have a hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Take. Hot pocket. Um, that's what I'm going to call Hot pocket. Oh, Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, short-haired Rick Rude, I like more than mullet Rick I'm Rude. with you 100 fucking percent. I'm a mullet Rick Rude guy. <laughs> so here's the thing. Rick Rude cutting that hair made him a main eventer. There's yeah. something about the hair, and don't get me wrong, 80s Rick Rude, the mullet, the... The, 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 the hair crazy. was more of a character thing that I think when he got rid of it, he cut that hair and he cut that bullshit and he's gonna go in there and fuck you up. And he, he looks did. like an angry stepfather. Yes, <laughs> that's the unbelievable yeah. abs. Yes, unbelievable. He, he was Jesse Ventura cut. made sure to talk about his incredible body. Oh my god, he was cut to fucking shreds. Well, I saw I saw a post on Facebook recently where people were talking about Rude and asking which Rude they preferred, and I was afraid to jump in the conversation because I was being overwhelmed by the mullet. And I'm sorry. There was just something about short-haired Rick Rude. Yeah. And you know what? WWF missed the boat on that. They missed the boat on it so much that they continued chasing it years later up until Rude's death trying to get him back. Yeah, that's true. That's he, true. he was supposed to have a, like another run in him before he passed away. Was he was. He was gone. You know, and, and even right before his death, he was still a hot free agent, one of the only people to appear on Monday Night Raw and Nitro. The only person. No, Vince McMahon's the other. All right, the last episode. Da 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 da. It's the motherfucking Dio Double G. But um, yeah. So I love I love short haired Rick Rude. I just figured yeah. I would say that. Um, it's completely it, respect that. It's so funny to me how much the fans are with Ricky Steamboat in this oh. because in 1989 I was just recently watching him versus Ric Flair. And it's the same dynamic, family man versus ladies man, but they're all for Ric Flair. Yeah. And then I feel like Rick Rude was seen as an outsider, and he's just so unlikable. Like, Ricky Steamboat has always been the perennial baby face, but I feel like if he came to Norwood, people would start booing him a little bit more. And then eventually they'd just have to turn him heel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah but we wouldn't. Woodside baseball term right there. <laughs> I just want to say how smart the psychology of this match is everything about this is smart working the ribs it, it, was the little, it, it was like that is amazing it was the little process. first thing that happened because um i've seen Rude looked like he was gonna attack steamboat while his kid was his, still in the ring was, and that just set stupid ricky, ricky was getting out under the ropes like yeah. Ventura's call for that was great. <laughs> he, yes. got, he turned it, it around great. and made it seem like that steamboat was keeping the kid in the ring to on purpose yes. but um so they do the opening spot he, he I, throws I, i'll tell you why i fucking love that because i saw a match that they had previous and ricky steamboat was trying to work the abs but rude was too strong his right. abs were rock hard so the shots were doing nothing and he had to wear him down wear him right. down this he fucking drew first blood early busted yes. the rib right away with a yep. flapjack stomach breaker i'm stealing that <laughs> I immediately love that. i uh, that's, love that that's if you guys aren't stealing everything from this match oh i'm going to be God. disappointed um i do also want to mention that listening to this match made me realize that jim ross has always been the same when he says and i quote <laughs> Was that, no, no, that was Michael Cole that said that. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. May I have your attention, please? <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, talking about ravishing Rick Rude. <laughs> He's as popular as rapper Ice T at the Policeman's Ball. <laughs> 1992 pop culture Jim Ross. Um, yeah, he also made a, yes, a Dan Quayle one. potato yes, reference. Yes. All I wrote down after was. 
<coughs> thinking about his later years. It's a Hurricane Katrina-like disaster <laughs> with um- Umaga coming to the ring. Or um, when one of the divas came out, he's like, crazier than Lindsay Lohan. Oh. Fairness, Michael Cole is still doing the same thing. But like, and JBL does it on SmackDown. To hear this in 1992 with Jim Ross, like, I'm like, is he making an NWA reference in the NWA? <laughs> How brilliant is that? <laughs> this goes back to the Bill Watts thought of, you know, what old and what works, what always works. As a, you know, obviously as the play-by-play guy, Jim Ross is Jim Ross. Well, and Jim Ross adds such credibility to a product. And one of the notes in talking about the differences with WCW and WWF, I did always appreciate that WCW was the sports company. Right. They treated it. Every time Jim Ross spit out a stupid sports statistic about a football player or whatever else, at least it added some type of credibility to these are two or three or four people competing in a match trying to Athletes. win. Athletes. Athletes. An athletic contest. Yes. Fucking Rick Rude selling in this oh. match is Plus Ricky Steamboat's nonstop working of the uh, ribs is great. Phenomenal. So, Just and so then good. when 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 Rude finally gets on top, he goes to gloat and do his the his hip swivel, one-armed. but he can't fucking do it because his ribs are so fucking hurt. And Jesse Ventura talks about how yes. brave he is yes, to be able to still pose. Yeah, to do it one armed. Um, Rude gets the first fall when uh, Ricky Steamboat runs in and eats the knee, which is oh, out of great. nowhere. Which I love that. JC, what time do you think the first ball was at? <laughs> well, if you're watching the clock, you would have the. It answer. was about four minutes in, I believe. Uh, it was seven thirty-two. Oh, all right. Yeah, and then. Um, an immediate brute awakening gets a second pin. I love this. I love that he just at he uh, eight minutes and fifty seconds keeps adding them up at this point. Yep. And then, well, and then the now you want to talk about the psychology of the rules. This yes. is where I'm you at, my, my my man. Rick Rude coming off the top with the knee drop. An intentional disqualification. I love. Rick, I, love I mean, that's my spot of the match. That's my spot of the match. I mean, oh. the finally, what you want to use these rules to your advantage. Yep. And every and I loved how and Ventura it, and Ross played it too, and I, I think Jim Ross said after, "Is this going to come back to haunt him?" I or, love Jim yes. Ross was calling that where he said, uh, "That's not even going to be a matter of a question. That's a guaranteed disqualification." Like, yes, but yeah. he took the DQ so he could get the pin immediately oh, after exactly. that and still keep his yeah, fucking um, two lead. His two pins. So Rick Rude is disqualified good. at nine minutes and forty-five seconds for coming off the top rope, but then he immediately at ten minutes and fifteen seconds gets the pin with a small package. Just so takes good. him up, small package. Yep, one, two, three. Um, Rick Rude starts using some rest holds, tries to wear down the fucking clock on Ricky Steamboat because yeah. he's up. He's up on. He's up by he's two up falls. Two he's up all night. Oh, I'll run to sheer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will always pop two for an electric chair. Yeah, spot. I love that spot. Um, any electric chairs? Like yeah, him working up from the chin lock. Yes, I thought that which was, was really great. Phenomenal. I love rude nonstop, just wrenching and wrenching. Even if they're just sitting there, they're just nonstop still wrenching, still working. Yep. Um, he Rick Rude goes for a tombstone. This was uh, actually my favorite spot of yes. the night. For and this match. Ricky Steamboat reverse. is that reversal where he's like he's posting, he's uh, climbing. Yes. He's literally he's climbing. Made, Rude. He's getting like distance up on Rick Rude's body, and it's phenomenal. That's why I said that. That to me was the spot because of the night because I've never seen. It's usually wiggle the feet, yeah, right. back bend, and like with him, like the fight to get to the reversal. 
brought me more like That's this a, is one of the points in the match where I just got so into this. I feel match like as a worker, you would be like, "Man, that's impressive." Genius. Well, that's, it's more just gen- like yeah, it's so, so, like to JC's point, like watching some of this stuff. I'm like, my hats off to you guys. And this was obviously in '92. Yeah, but just the psychology in this match is phenomenal. Well, what anything with Steamboat, you're always gonna get like he's just smart about what he does, and then Rude, who's just. I think one of the top of his game and just in what he can do. His selling is so on point. Just the whole match, the yeah. whole match. His selling is phenomenal. Um, oh, I, I also have to ask in this match, why is a superplex off the top not illegal? That's what I wrote down. Because, no, because in this match, he hits a superplex off the top rope, and I go, oh. why was this not a disqualification? Because you cannot come off the top rope. And land on somebody that is supine on the floor. You cannot, you cannot jump onto them. But where both guys are on the top, that is legal. So I, I didn't write that one down. What I wrote down when they did the old headlock kick off the top rope into the pinfall. Yeah. yeah. Shouldn't that have been a disqualification? No. No. He was. He, he was, used the top rope. He didn't he jump. Up. He didn't yes, jump off of it. He he did. He, pushed he off used of it. it to. He. To, Put he his was, he feet off. He the wasn't ropes. jumping up. He yeah. was jumping back. I also have to say, I feel like Piper and Bret Hart did that spot a little bit better. Yeah, I agree, but I really liked um, Steamboat's hooking of Rude's legs in that position. I think they worked that really well. And it was only a tribute. <laughs> um, the tombstone, by the way, at seventeen minutes forty-one, got got it up to three-two, and then uh, Ricky Steamboat tied it up at twenty minutes thirty-two seconds with a backslide. I remember that, you know, WrestleMania 12 and the Iron Man match with Brett and Sean, as a as a young fan, that was the first time I really watched an Iron Man match. Yeah. So I, I already had in my head, this is the way you do an Iron Man match. Not realizing, I mean, there's always different types and everything else. So I really love an Iron Man match that plays with the rules. And you see a lot of Multiple pinfalls. Finishes. You see a lot of creative. Yeah, that, that's my gripe with the first Iron Man match. That was the first one for the WWF, like whatever, on pay-per-view. And it goes to a draw. And it goes to a draw. And it's like, that's something you should do after there's a couple. Like, show that, yes, the falls happen. And then a whole hour goes well, by, and what, neither of them. Wasn't can Ross go. also really pushing home the fact too that if they ended in a tie, it was just a tie. Yeah, no, there was no overtime. No there over- was no extra time at that. Well, shouldn't there be? Yes, Jesse Ventura. Was Jesse Ventura. <laughs> but they really brought that home to me, and I, my gripe in the main event will also come with this match of having, you know. Don't I have don't sour gripes, <laughs> but the the super. I guess so. If the rule is what you say, I, the superplex really bothered me. I also find it funny to have a superplex on a show where a later on a guy's finish is the superplex off the second rope, which you did a superplex off the top rope, and that didn't. No one cares about Barry, though. Okay. You know, in uh, 1996. Teddy Hart got a tryout with the WWF when he was 16 years old. It was Teddy Hart, it was Harry Smith, and uh, someone else, probably TJ Wilson. But uh, Teddy Hart did a top, went to the top rope, the Dynamite Kid both went to the top rope superplex. And uh, the stalker Barry Windham was wrestling and said, Hey, I do a superplex for my finish. And Teddy Hart goes, Oh, uh, I went to the top rope, so mine's different. <laughs> Really? There's a reason why Teddy Hart is not in the WWF. Yep. I also want to say too, when um, when you have a guy in a sleeper, and as he's reaching for the ropes, you use your foot 
to pull his arm down. Yeah. Genius. Yeah. I absolutely love if that. If everybody's not spealing, stealing multiple spots from this match, like, you're not doing it right. Uh, I'm going to do this match, but over the next, like, five months, because there's no way I can go 30 <laughs> You have so, an entire year's worth yeah, of stuff to do now? Literally, so I'm going to take five minutes of time <laughs> and just do that for the That's next six months. Fucking great. Because there's... Yeah, no. Can't it, do 30, but we can separate it. Oh, I love funny. the dynamic where... Instead of Steamboat chasing Rude to the finish, Steamboat gets the pin with 30 seconds left, and then Rude's like, Rude. oh my god, He's what did I do? Yeah. Why was I, I posing? Why did I... It's brilliant. Give him, He's like, scrambling. Just hitting anything he can to Everything. get him down and get him pinned. I so love that. He's, He's but he couldn't great. get it done. Uh, but it was... So, Ricky Steamboat wins. JC, how long did this match feel to you? It felt... <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say it felt 30 minutes. It felt like a half hour. Uh, uh-huh. You're right. All right. Wow, All on right. the nose. Right on the nose. Perfect. Right. Woo! Feeling so, uh, good tonight. Next is the swimsuit contest. Yeah. Hamana, 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 hamana. Uh, come on, Medusa. Let's get loose and shake your caboose. <laughs> Ooh, daddy! <laughs> Was this the second round? Yes. Yes. Okay. There was the the evening gown previous. I mean, did anybody else still try to call that 900 number anyway to vote? <laughs> no, no, no. It, my TV clearly told me that the number was disconnected. Yes. I know it Thanks said it was no longer in Thanks. service, uh-huh. but I needed Because I was like this. I was like... I needed <laughs> to let people know that 92 Missy, I'm voting for her. Um, next match we get, what a stacked fucking... Like, on paper, one of the biggest matches I've seen... Right there on, on paper. paper. Right, we have uh, beautiful Bobby Eaton, stunning Steve Austin, and Arn Anderson Fuck. with with Paul E. Dangerously, the Dangerous Alliance, yep. taking on Barry Windham, Nikita Koloff, and Dustin Rhodes. And uh, apparently, what I hear is JC's favorite part of the night, Ole Anderson, as the special guest referee. I just there was no reason for Ole to be. Yeah, there. He's the he's the senior official. Is he? Yeah. He's just a senior. <laughs> official. Um, Dangerous Alliance, best stable ever? No. <laughs> well, that's all right. Moving on. He just had a heart attack. He's... Well, usually we'll have like a nice discussion. No. <laughs> I love the Dangerous Alliance. I did too, JC, but best ever, no. And it's one of the... (laughs) But what I like about it is that, again, wrestling storylines never get to have an ending. And so many... NWO, it never died. It just kept on going. Well, yeah. I mean, let's think about the the legend of Los Bariquas and how they never really got a proper... Yeah, Edge finished them off. (laughs) One by one. Um, But, like, I don't know. I just love a storyline that has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And I thought that that really helped add to the mystique of the Dangerous Alliance. That's all I'm saying. And then Medusa with the Dangerous Alliance, like what? A, that, that was a it was a stacked. Co- it, like, it was stacked yeah, it was it was great. Um, I will say this is where to Mikey's point of um, Arn Anderson faking off the top like he was gonna jump, and then it's like nope. That actually, down. Um, that's actually a phenomenal spot that they did that the entire match. Arn Anderson kept trying to get to the top rope, kept trying to get behind the referee's back to go to the top rope. Yes, kept getting caught in various ways. I thought that was great. I thought that was smart. Like, 
it, and there was one point where I felt like he was about to come off the top rope and then forgot and then went to the second. Like I think it was either him yeah, or Stunning he's Steve. To the outside. But yep. yeah, he's like, oh yeah, forgot about that part. Well, I feel like Arn Anderson really worked a good chunk of this match. Wouldn't like, you want him to? Well, no. But, like, a, but, I know, but a six man, I mean, you, there's so many other guys that could. That's more of my point. I'm like, you had, you know, he was one of the, you know, I don't want to say it this way, but older guys in the match. Well, I wouldn't have been if it was me per se. I wouldn't be the one. Go ahead, kid, that go long. out there. Yeah, of yeah course. this is what I, I like. had Steve in there longer, being like, "Go get him, kid." This is what I liked about the beginning of the match. At the beginning, they all paired off, where it was greener guy with really talented guy. At the beginning, it was uh, Barry Windham and then rookie Steve Austin. And then you would get Bobby Eaton with Dustin Rhodes. Then you get Nikita <laughs> with Arn Anderson. Like the generals went in there with the with uh, the newer guys and took over. You know, uh, and Arn Anderson just slapped the shit out of Nikita. Just slapped the <laughs> fucking bejesus out of him. The one thing I I liked. I wanted to go off on a side. Go ahead. Go. Well, no, go no I wanted to, but I'm not so going. It's it's it has nothing to do with the actual like match. So okay. <laughs> but I just loved generic Dustin Rhodes and him cheering on his team. Come on! <laughs> he was doing it throughout the match on the apron, and every time he did it, I just think it's like wrestling class 101. Like, you gotta fire up! Yeah. You gotta, Come on! Well, always, would you say he was a natural? I, would, I don't know if you know this, mm, no. but he's the son of a son and the son of a gun. <laughs> And he also has that bionic elbow, apparently, too, that's hereditary. It runs in the family. You should have heard his promos back in the day. He used to do a Dusty List. He used to, yeah. I used to be a, he used to do he that. Did. Yeah. In WCW. Yeah. He, like, they, I think he did it in his first promo in WWF, too. Yeah, but like, 91. With, yeah. like, uh, Million Dollar Man and, and stuff. Yeah, he was doing, like, a Dusty impression. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. NBC. He's the Diet Coke of... Dusty Rhodes, just one calorie. <laughs> ah, um, I love Arn Anderson's work in this match. I mean, that's, was, that, I mean was that go without saying? I mean, like, that's my favorite spot of the match. Anything with Arn Anderson. Yeah. So. I, so my spot actually, I I really didn't have something that really jumped out at me. I just really enjoyed some of the six man heel work from the entire team. I I have a spot of the match. Okay, give go it to for us. it. Um, Nikita Koloff goes for an O'Connor roll. Arn Anderson holds on. He rolls through. Uh, Arn Anderson goes, whew, got him. And then he turns around and goes, ah, oh, jeez. And then turns around and gets clotheslined over the top rope. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> disqualification. No, because the, uh, the, the impact oh. propelled Arn Anderson to go over the top rope. Oh, that was the whole point. Yeah, we talked about this earlier. Yeah, so it was See, not. I like the atomic drop into the double noggin knocker because that to me is a classic. Oh, cool. See, the reason Love I it. didn't write that down was because I put that on a separate list of spots I'm stealing. So I didn't want to make that. Done and done. But I will mention what that spot was where. They double whip Nikita off. Nikita kicks one of them up after they go for a back body drop. The other one takes a swing at him, picks him up, atomic drop. They clang into each other, and then uh, Steve Austin comes in, gets body Clanging off. and banging, am I right, boys? That's right. Also, I love the uh, double down spot where uh, Barry Windham got uh, atomic dropped, uh, I believe it was Arn, into the corner, and he backed out, and they clanged heads. Yes. I've always loved that spot. That, that this great. match is Good. I liked it was, for a six man tag match. I thought it was very good. I'm gonna tell you that I was burnt out after the Iron Man match, and knowing what was to come in the main event, it really like it hurt for me because I'm like, 
oh, all right, I need a breather. And the six man was good, but then I'm like, I felt like it was dragging a little so bit of So maybe parts. Greg Valentine versus Marcus Alexander Bagwell slides right into there. <laughs> Take a nice little maybe, breather. Maybe, because the crowd went crazy for Jammer. Um, it just was like, it was, I don't know. It's just my fault. Like, at that point, I was so burnt out on how great back-to-back with Cactus Jack and Sting and then the Iron Man match. It's almost like a Ring of Honor show where it's like so much in every match. Well, it was the roller coaster effect. I feel like you had those two matches bring the show up so high that everything else was just going to bring it back down. Where This match was very Having the six-man earlier in the card is not a bad idea. If you were to switch that with Jammer, that might not be a bad idea. No, I think I would have traded... I would have traded this in in the in the um, street fight. Oh, you know, if we're talking about that, sure, that street fight should have. I would argue that it still could have been the main event. Yes. Yeah, um, I think that's true. You know, that or the third. I don't know how the Iron Man match or that one wasn't the main event. But yeah. Well, I feel like they were putting over the fact of the the tag gimmick, which is why well, because yeah, Bill Watts I mean? traditionally loved amateur athletes and amateur and loved Steve Williams and, and Jerry Gordy. Yes, which would, you can also tell that Jerry and, and the Steiner also brothers also loves. I love uh, Arn Anderson. At one point in this match grabbed uh, Dustin Rhodes and slammed his head into Bobby Eaton, who was just unexpectedly standing yes. on the apron. And he just was on the ground selling, too. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I do wish there was more from Austin. I agree with you, Rui. I think it would have been good to have Austin in there a little bit more. Austin had only been wrestling four years at this point. He was green. Green, green. No, absolutely. Green is fucking dog shit. Goose shit. Ah, uh, green is... Uh, is dog shit green? I mean, my dog's shit is green. Is that hey, bad? Your dog yeah. is, is that, is that bad? Guys, <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Let's take this off air. This is very His pug is getting really fat, everyone. Oh, leave poor Daisy alone. No, I'm just saying. Shut up, Daisy. She's, she's not even here. She's barking right now, and I just told her to shut up. She, yeah. she can't even defend herself. She can't defend herself anyway. <laughs> Yeah, Tank kicked her ass. <laughs> no, Tank licked her ass. <laughs> Poor thing had a chapped ass for a month. Fact. <laughs> On our new podcast, Dog Fights, coming up. <laughs> no, 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 no. Pug oh, Fights. Oh. <laughs> Um, they're getting the heat on uh, our new new podcast, Three Dog Nights Theater. <laughs> um, during the match, they announced that Medusa is in the league 51% to 49% over Missy Hyatt. Which is amazing to me, I feel. I told you. And sounds like a lie. Yeah, that's <laughs> a lie. That was, that was because Mike, little Mike Pava dialed the 900 number and voted for Medusa over and over and over again. I think Stop that little Mike Pava is the exact same height as you now. And you just... It's just oh. you. Stop the presses. Rui Patel has just voted right now. And, uh, yeah, Medusa won. Damn it. All right. Um, the, uh, I love the, the turnaround spot, the double down, where Arn Anderson goes to send Dustin into Bobby Eaton again, but Dustin reverses it, sending Arn into him. And they go to the hot tag. Barry Windham comes in, uh, Hits a superplex on stunning Steve Austin. Arn Anderson comes off the top rope, but Ole just sees it. Just good old yeah. troubleshooting referee, Ole Anderson. That's the senior official right well, there. I also love, I feel like this is 
like a staple of the the late '90s wrestling, where everyone just starts hitting finishes because Steve Austin hits the stun gun. This is the yeah. early '90s, my friend. I know, but that led to I feel like in the '90s you didn't see a six man tag without everybody or like an eight man tag. Or even just two people that were singles that tagged. Yeah. Everyone hit their finishers at the end. Yeah. And you knew that kind of based on who was getting in when, what was going to happen. I feel like that's more of a... That's that's a trope that... I don't know. I think it's a more modern day. Yeah, thing. that seems much more modern day than back in the 90s. Like, maybe you could argue that once the Attitude Era came... But those matches never lasted more than two minutes. So they just did their finishes right out of the gate. Um, I don't know. That just seems more of a modern day thing than a an I old think, thing. I, I don't know. I just think back to some of the matches we had, and I can definitely think of the generic like everyone hits their finishers. Well, you're was still in, you're 2000. In. That's still it ten been years early 2000s. after. I'm just saying it's the prelude to it. I'm just saying we're old and we've just been watching wrestling for a Way long time. Too long. <laughs> So, uh, Speaking of too long, this podcast is going oh. So upon the disqualification, JC, how long did this match feel to you? It went, it went probably like 11, 12 minutes. How long did it feel, though? 20. The match went uh, 15 minutes, 33 seconds. So split it right down the middle there. So we get the finals of the contest. That went 15 minutes? And 33 yeah. seconds. All right. A lot of long, long matches in this. Uh-huh. Uh, we get the big finals between the bikini contest from Medusa Missy I'm Hyatt. Gonna, I'm gonna, I'm Medusa gonna. looks like she's wearing her WCW uh, 2000 gear. She, like, <laughs> she just doesn't fill it out as well. And then uh, somebody stole Missy's Hyatt's bikini such a thing? out of the envelope. Who? Who? I like yes. that it came in an envelope. A like tiny it, little envelope. I like to think that it was mailed that morning to the arena. Like, here you well, go. Well, it was just well, like, it that's how small e- it is. Yeah, it wasn't eensy weensy teeny weeny bikini. Uh, and by the way, no, they weren't. They weren't that small. They yeah. weren't yeah, thongs. They were not they, they very were small at all. They were the exact same thing as the bathing suit. In fact, I'd say her second bikini was hotter. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Missy, I'm well, talking about. She had the the well, the cans. I know. Yes. Somebody had stolen her bikini, and Jesse Ventura, who was upset all night about not being able to MC the bikini contest, right. goes over there. And it's like, oh, looks like uh, she's can't. And then uh, mid-sentence, <laughs> uh, she rips the scarves, as he called them, off of his the rat, the, ra- the fucking Raps. raccoon on his head. Yes. Whoa. Whoa. This Just also led to my down. awkward moment of the night where... Uh, Johnny Bad's like, oh, your head is so smooth. He's like, I got lots of testosterone. Yeah. So I didn't know yeah. that lots of testosterone got you a smooth bald head. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah gets yeah, you yeah. a sweet skullet. Sweet skull <laughs> Ashworth. Yeah, now he looks like Riff Raff from Rocky Horror. Um, Missy, yeah, I don't, like, I liked her second bikini. Like, if she would have yeah. just done that, she would have won. I actually thought the second bikini would have been the third bikini. I was right, kind of confused. Right. Um, also, that bandana fit really... That's a big bandana. Yeah, she had some big cans, so that's a big bandana. It's a candana. Uh-huh. Going on Shark Tank with it. <laughs> um, so they so were we promoting. Event to go through. They were promoting all night about Great American Bash. No, they're promoting all night about the bikini contest that you can vote in, and then Johnny B. Bad just said that Missy Hyatt won. Yeah, 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 just, yeah. Oh, I think Missy won, and then they said, "Well, tune in tomorrow night and find out who really won." It's like, what the fuck? Always pulling that shit. What the fuck? Tune in to Nitro to find out. Did anybody know what the winner was? Did anybody do any research Miss, to find Missy out? Missy Hyatt, I'm, I'm sure. Hyatt, oh, I'm, sure yeah, I'm, I'm giving Mike Pay the, the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> um, so we, the main event of the night. Main event. Woo! We 
we have the Miracle Violence Connection taking on the Steiner Brothers. With the most awkward having to wait at the beginning of the yeah, entrance. Yeah. Oh, did we want to talk real quick about Cactus Jack attacking... Ricky Steamboat out of the blue? That was kind of cool. I did not expect that to happen, so that was a fun surprise. Uh, I don't... It didn't lead to anything, so I don't know if it really... So, but, I mean, in hindsight, we didn't know. I didn't... I mean, watching it live... But it's just... It just it's it's more Cactus Jack just being a filler guy. Okay, I lost right, the sting, yeah. so now I'm gonna beat up Ricky Steamboat, who has no title. So just let just everyone know I'm not getting the bells. I like Paul's promo. I thought it was yeah. You know, you're not getting a title shot ever. Uh, You've right. seen your last one. Yeah, that was Paul. It was good. It was a solid little. I mean, again, there's probably no need for it on this show, but it was all right for what it was. Um, four days prior to this, at the Clash of the Champions. Uh, Terry Gordy and Dr. Death Steve Williams defeated the Steiner brothers and uh, eliminated them from the NWA Tag Team Title Tournament. Really? Because they talked about the fact that they were in the same bracket. I know. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, the Steiners were the number one seed, and I heard Jim Ross said, they're the number one seed in the tournament. I'm like, they're eliminated. I, I, I made sure I looked it back. I watched it. They were eliminated. Uh, Gordy and Doc beat them clean as a whistle, right in the middle of the ring. Weird. And uh, that was four days prior. Because WCW. Like, <laughs> that's really what it boils down to. Um, we start off with Terry Gordy and Scott Steiner. And immediately is my favorite spot of the match. Is this their amateur wrestling back and forth? They're... Listen, I think when it looks legitimate... It, that's like some of the best work and them they're rolling around was legit and then the the slap fight they got into and Scott doing a double leg takedown like you see in an actual fight like a lot Mikey's walking across the room he's walking over to he looked like he was in pain he's 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 limping kind of and he's grabbing his blue drink from from Cumberland, Cumberland Farms, Farms. Fuck yeah up. it was so unnecessary um because he already drank two tiny one. diet Pepsis yeah he's got two in front one of that was from yeah. last lost <laughs> that was from last time yeah, it was in the hatch <laughs> um so lost this match is hard to call because it's so a Japanese style where it's just a constant back and forth yeah. of moves. Like one guy hits something, another guy will hit a retaliation. I can tell you that I read reports that Bill Watts came at least three times while watching this match. <laughs> well, no, I will say just for like the spot, the clothesline that Bam Bam hits on Scott Steiner was amazing in this. That's actually, going my, back that's to actually your, my spot. Going back to your, like, from earlier in the night, he literally, I feel like, clubbed him in the face oh, yeah, as yeah. hard as he yeah. could. And poor Scott didn't Steiner just took it. Oh, didn't care at all. But well, I just, I Scott, love it. Scott Steiner's never going to complain about that. Um, the Steiner brothers can dish it out. They can yeah. take it. So as far as hard-hitting action goes, yeah, these guys, they fucking laid into each other. And while, like Jake mentioned, the amateur wrestling, it's, you know, it's good. You know, it's it's different because you don't see it in every other match either. Yeah. Um, I just felt like for the main event, it wasn't the right call. No. It was, I, I like that's who those guys are. I get, I get it. I like the fact that they can decide to end the pay-per-view on a tag team match. But the, I don't think and, it, I don't think it should Do you think it was a decision or do you right think they shoehorned it just for the sake of doing it? Like... I think they were trying to promote the tournament, and yeah. and these guys as like legit like 
badasses. Well, they want they want they to were. push these guys to the moon. That was their plan. Right. So, what better way to do it than go out there and let them kick the shit out of the Steiners? And I uh, I liked how with Terry Gordy and Doctor Death. Those are two guys that can get a believable heat on the Steiner brothers. Yeah. With, a, with it being still a like legitimate... Like, they worked over Scott's knee really well during that whole show, I believe. Uh, they And it worked over from the Clash of the Champions. They clipped Scott's knee to get the pin. So it's just... You guys at home would not believe... Don't even worry about what it. is going. Keep on going. JC drew a fucking... It looks like a bad window with Sharpie, <laughs> and then he's... Fake throwing. This the tells sh- you how good of a main event this is when Mike and event, JC like, are just completely no, it's, like ready to go. It felt it felt like a very Japanese match. They hit it, some. It big, was. They absolutely. hit some big moves, but it, I it, felt I felt like nothing really mattered. Well, because it was so, and there's where you, I think when you when they both knew what the finish was, when both teams knew that it was going to lead to nothing and it was going to lead to a draw, that. I'm not going to say that they phoned it in, but they definitely didn't have anything in mind to do any spots. Not like spots. They, let's just call it out there. Let's call it out there. And, well, that's fine because there are four amateur guys that can do this or rough around. It just doesn't make for an interesting match for me. And if they did that in the beginning. Especially all of the great matches we have on this card. If it built, like if Jake, if they started doing it like Jake said, where they're tussling around and they're doing double leg takedowns and it built from there to something else. I'd be all in, but it, it just wasn't. Um, there's a there's the only one real sp- like spot, so to say, that I could see, and I believe it was supposed to be a false hot tag. Where oh, yes, was, did you guys made, also spot yes. that with the Boston Crab? Where and, you actually and um, uh, tag. Here's oh, my oh, oh, here's oh, why oh, I believe yeah. that was um a, a an accident because. Uh, the match actually went about 28 minutes and change, so I'm believing uh, with the falsy, that would have filled in for that extra 30 so minutes. I actually, I feel this match actually went over 30 minutes, because this show was 2 hours and 49 minutes long. Yeah. And I feel like I stopped the match at one point, or I, right when the match started, it was about, um, I was about a few minutes into it, and it was about a half hour left. And I was like, this match has a 30 minute time limit which again is my problem because you had a 30 minute Iron Man match and yes. then you have a match go to a 30 minute draw yeah. without Makes a it single less special, finish yeah. so that was my, my one of my big complaints about this was the fact that you know you have a 30 minute draw and you had a 30 minute Iron Man match on the same show you don't want a fucking a pay per view to end on a draw with a flat well, it, no but in all fairness though you're when flat the, the Steiners when the Steiners were announced the winners and given the titles the you're crowd flat. did you're all wrong you're flat <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> also, I love the old women in the front row. Oh, this entire yes. Whoa, whoa. God, I fucking forgot about that. Oh my God, Mikey stunt, just woke up. Stunt Granny Hall of Fame was in the fucking front row. <laughs> Those women were amazing. That whole fucking show. That yeah. was Bob Holly's mom. Well, good for her. <laughs> but, like, I, I also had to say, do you feel that, like, nowadays you can't have, like, a time limit draw? And I feel like the Monday Night Wars kind of... We did speak- time limit draw at the last NCW show. I'm That's NCW? I'm talking about, like, They WWE. don't do TV time remaining. They don't do that stuff because WWE... The WWE universe doesn't allow there to be a sport. It's not a sport. They don't care about time limit draws. Fair enough. Like, it's... But they do Iron Man matches sometimes. 
They and they, do, it and their, they do beat the clock challenges sometimes. If it fits their narrative for right. that week and if they can concentrate on three hours to do something, sure. But if it doesn't work, they don't care about the sport aspect. They don't care, oh, this match had a 15-minute time limit. Uh, or there's no 30-day rule. You know, when's the last time Dean Ambrose defended the Intercontinental title? Or at like, the Ultimate Throw Ride this coming... You know, before that, it's been like... 45 days since he's defended the title. Well, in like... Oh, so this is going to be well after WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. yeah. The ultimate thrill ride. Backlash. Jimmy Preston. <laughs> no, he defended it at the ultimate thrill ride. Yeah, and then... Right. Won and then, the match. And then previously right. and after. Yeah, I just... Oh, I just... I put it in there, so... Whoever um, won the match, I'll come back and I'll just put it in. But he won't. Yeah. He well, never will. No, no, because... Won the match at WrestleMania no, we, we, is the Intercontinental Champion. Excellent. Yeah, it's going in right there. I got no, they won't. I was so furious in this tag team match when the timekeeper's literally counting out down and Scott cuts the hot tag with thirty seconds left, hits two back body drops. I'm like, okay, here it is. And Scott fucking starts taunting to the crowd, fucking going to the crowd as they're <laughs> counting down. Fucking ten, nine. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, fucking pin him. He's doing. Which is amazing for a guy that who's like finished at one point was a suplex into a pilot driver. Yes. I'm like, why does he not just do that move constantly? Oh, it's stupid idiot Scott hits the fucking Frankensteiner, but the time's already run out because he's a goddamn he needed, fool. He needed to get the crowd excited. I don't see what We're the problem is We're all fucking waving our fingers yeah, around in the woo! air right now. And the, but yeah, not the way I would end a pay-per-view. Yeah, no, not the standards re- retained. And we're out of time, guys. Bye. Like, if Thank we ended you. the podcast oh, like that, oh, that would have been you awesome. Like, like if we <laughs> just you ended did. the match on a, on a time limit draw, our podcast is just over. Uh, like, that would suck really bad. That would deflate. Since you just did that. Well, like, our 13 loyal listeners would be, like... So mad. <laughs> this, yeah, everyone stopped listening. This is, like, after the track where, like, you let the CD play. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, you hear it after. Yeah. It's a bonus. It's bonus. Yeah, it's yeah, a bonus yeah. feature. Yeah. Mikey, we're we can we're all still here. Mikey's doing the mannequin challenge. So 2016 of him. Oh God! Please <laughs> Rain just lit Mike Pava on fire. This is the third time that's happened in my life. <laughs> Your life for this weekend. My life. <clears throat> all right, let's let's, let's break <laughs> open the ballots. Well, I, I think. All right. I was gonna say I think we have a winner for <laughs> each. Okay. From listening to how this went. Usually, why do we, we have? Some, I think movie. somebody put. Separate, like they put the best match and favorite match. I separately. put mine on the same one. Well, so then why do we have six pieces of paper? Because Sabu versus Taz got a vote. <laughs> <laughs> dub. EC dub. EC dub. I believe that was for best match. Excellent. I mean, JC's yeah. vote for best that match. That was me. Okay, so we have uh, one vote Steamboat versus Rude for best. All right. And for worst, um, Taylor Made Man versus Ron Simmons. Okay. okay. Ooh. Okay. Are we going to wait till after, or are we going to reveal who that yeah, was? Yeah, we can. Who um, was that? That was me. Oh, all right. Okay. Um, uh, one vote, Steamboat versus Rude for mm-hmm, Match of the Night. Mm-hmm, Worst mm-hmm. match, uh, Buff Bagwell versus Greg <laughs> the Hammer. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. We have one vote, Iron Man match. 
one vote Bagwell versus the oh. Jammer. Uh-huh. And then Did it say Jammer? Yes. <laughs> I also love the underlining of Iron Man. Like, yeah. man. I also like that it's Jammer. Yeah, Jammer. <laughs> like we didn't just replace the H, you added to it. It's very German of you. The Jammer. I thought that's what I Oh. And yeah, I always added the H. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I was just. I'm sorry. I thought oh, it was just nice. jammer. I guess. Um, jammer. 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 And the final vote, which is from JC Marks. I know oh. that. Oh. By the way, the jammer one that was Mike Pava. Ah. Um, the match of the night for JC Marks is Rick Rude versus Clean Sweep. And yes. worst oh. match of the night is Valentine versus Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Yes. We almost had unanimous decisions. Almost. With all of them. Almost. I'm in, Clearly, I, I'm in total who? disagreement with you. And that's is. okay. And that's fine. That's what this is all about. Yeah, because we only went, we only split it. Well, actually, Shane Douglas versus Pitbull. Yes. Yeah. So that was a clean yes. sweep as worse. <clears throat> um, and then we uh, split the best. Rui Batello, I think you did fantastic. I'd better love to Anthony have Anthony Green. Fantastic. Much better than Anthony Green. Thank you. And I, That's why I, it's so hard to cut you. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I can. Oh, I was just going to invite him on another episode. Yeah, I know you were going to, but I had to do a power move, oh. power move. and make sure he's never better. Well, I'm sorry, He's going to really. show us up. He's going to be better than us, and I can't have that happen. All right. Nah, you can come back whenever you want. Oh, I was going to actually introduce my new podcast with uh, AG, where oh, we dude, review... Oh, wait, oh, no, wait. Awkward. God damn it, I knew that they were eventually going to... Collusion. You surface. You guys, you guys need a website? <laughs> you want to get a hosting page? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a Tumblr? Three-way network? Um, be sure to check out Three-Way Theaters. We'll be doing The Naked Man very soon. Naked Man will have already come out by now. So, What did you think of The Naked Man, guys? Yeah, Naked but, Man was great. One of my favorite reviews. Yours off. You don't know what's going on. You don't know on. what Taya the Week it is. Who's yeah. Taya Week? <laughs> Taya the Week. Taya the that's, Week. Uh, that's Taya's Debuting Thornhill. in WCW in 93, Taya yeah. the Week. Huh. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so where do you, where can we find us? Uh, find us at threewaytheater.com. You can like, review, subscribe. Which on- you won't. You t- uh, uh, on iTunes. You won't, you fucking pussies. You wouldn't do it. Reverse they psychology. Won't. It, it doesn't work. First. <laughs> I'm flicking them because they're cowards. That's just not going to make people don't like that. <laughs> Come on, I cowards. That. my favorite cowards. part of the podcast. You fucking sand dickers. <laughs> oh! Oh! oh head in the clouds, <laughs> sand, sand in the, the dicks. Dick in the sand. Oh. No, you don't want dick, dick in the sand. Nobody wants sand in their dick. No, I mean, to be yeah, well, no, no to one's fair. Dick in their Why sand. Why do you and both say sand? I don't fucking know. <laughs> To be fair, if you put your dick in the sand, yeah. you're gonna get, get some sand, sand in your dick. dick. All right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rui, Rui Vitello, thank you for joining us. Rui Vitello. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to uh, plug? Yeah. Do you, do we do the what did we learn? No, 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 no. That's, no, 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 no. that's, no, no, that's no, another. No, that's, no, a, that's a whole other thing. That's, 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 that's the other show. Thing. That's the other show. This, but this show Ooh. here, best in show. Yeah, ah, yeah, yeah. The uh, match of the night, five star classic. Yeah, right. I don't have a fun name. Which, which, right. which, wait, wait, wait. As which a one, guest, okay. Yeah, yeah. Which one do you we like? I have a question for you. Which name do you like best so, in show? Can you? <laughs> no, just throwing it out yeah. there. 
I feel like all the names talk about a single match where you're reviewing a pay-per-view, which has multiple matches. So, yeah. I, I, but, what does that mean? But, but we pick the match of the night. Well, we also pick the worst match That was actually my point. But that's just a fun that's little, just side little side That's just a little side So you'd bit. be saying that we're talking about the entire show is what you're saying. Correct. I think you need to have a show name geared toward the entire show. Like best in show? Well, no. Because you're not talking, you aren't reviewing the best shows as we oh, spend you know 10 what? minutes talking about how bad of a. Before we fucking, before we wrap before it up. Before we start fucking. Before we wrap it up. What we do when we turn off. I, this is something I meant to do last time. We all voted. We have the votes. We know what we thought was best. I want you oh, to guys I think to tell me. The Meltzer ratings? What you guys thought Dave Meltzer Yes, I, I th- we're on the same page. I, I thought we should do that, too. I put them in the ratings. That we Dave- are hitting two hours, I just want to say. It's fine. Dave yeah. Meltzer uh, thinks that the, uh, the Cactus Jack and Sting was the best match of the night. Really? That was, I, I am not going to lie to you. I had put that right? as my match of the night until the end, like, until halfway through the Iron Man match, then I flipped. Uh, Dave Meltzer gave Sting versus Cactus Jack... Four and, Four a, and half a half stars. stars. Almost a perfect match. And what did he give the Iron Man match? The Iron Man match was three and a half stars. Really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, Dave ne- Meltzer, See, I don't know. The, the, the wrestler in me went with the Iron Man, but the fan in me okay. would have gone with Captain. So does he have a least favorite match? Okay, I have the whole list. All right. Um, I'm happy you did that. I was thinking about this too. You guys, uh, I said Rick Rude versus Ricky Steamboat got three and a half. At three and a quarter, the Steiner Brothers versus Doc and Gordy. Uh, then two and three quarter stars, the six man tag match. Two and three quarter stars, also Scotty Flamingo and Flying Brian. With two stars, Ron Simmons and Terry Taylor. Mm. And with one and three quarter stars, <laughs> Greg Valentine and Marcus All right. So, so hammer. Clearly, you don't agree with him as well on that one, number Jake. No, I, I don't have to agree, though. It's okay if we don't agree. Yes, yeah. I think that's the fun of it. Well, what the hell? Was All that? right. What did you just do? I just, this is he, why we oh don't have God. nice things. Oh my God! Oh my God! Mike Pave's dead. Oh God, guys, we gotta we gotta shut this podcast down. Yeah, yeah. Let's get the body out oh of God. here. I'll just put it in my pocket. <laughs> Luckily, nobody <laughs> listens to this show. No one will know about the death of Mike Pave. Great review and save Mike Pave. R.I.P. Oh, Mike Pave. Uh, so, just um, I'm JC. I'm Lumber Jake. I'm Mike Pave. Oh, Mike Pave. You're alive! Yeah! <laughs> and I'm Rui Batello. Oh. Oh, yeah. And this has been... The Best in Shade. You each should continue to do your own gimmick. That's the funniest part of it. Do your you own I, name. No, no, but each of you do your own name. Yeah. All right, all right. So yes. that at the end, when you instead of saying, we're three-way theater, you all say the name that you prefer. Yeah. That sounds like something we might do. All right. So all right. I, I'm Lumber Jake. I'm Mike Pava. And I'm JC Marks. Right, that's what. And I'm Rui Batello. All right. And this has been Five Star Classic. Show. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, Rui, I thought you did great. Thank you. I uh, wanted to make sure I had the notes. To... He did better than Anthony. He did way better than Anthony. Oh, yeah. Anthony's Anthony, so quiet. Just wanna, and we're stopping the podcast now. Well, no, I feel like. <laughs>